the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, it's a Wednesday. It means it's hump day, over the hill day. Of course, uh, closer to Friday than it was on Monday. That makes it a good day. And uh, we are at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics today. We are celebrating a demolition. That's what we're doing today. Uh, here at Horton's, they've been around since the mid-'80s. And uh, they are completely uh, going in and changing their original location. Uh, I came over today. I hadn't been here in a few months and had to come in through a side wall that didn't even exist a couple of months ago. They've extended out uh, an area, which is going to be their new gate room. I was just talking to uh, uh, Gary Horton, uh, the patriarch of this organization, who started it back in the 80s, now works uh, Horton's Orthotics and, and Prosthetics with his, his two sons and his daughter. And he was telling us, uh, Russ, that they extended this room to our right out, and tomorrow sometime they're going to take off the end of the room and it's lower at that part. They've built it up above this lower part right now. They're going to then drop it down so that when Chris is in here or Mike is in here working with people who just got new prosthetics, that they will sit and they will be perfectly level to so be able that, to see their knees. Yeah. Make sure that their knees are in line. Yeah, that their, their knees are in line and everything. It's, uh, to check on their gait, it's very, very cool. It's uh, They're bringing, look, they've done everything here at Horton's for years. I've been talking about Horton's on my show since 2001. And they've done, an ama- you know, they do amazing work here. They change people's lives here. People who... Uh, you know, because of medical condition or through no fault of their own, they were caught in an accident or something like that uh, and have had a life-changing experience because maybe they've lost a limb or whatever. And they come here uh, to meet with a, a person who can help them with that, a prosthetist, and Mike or, or Chris or whoever it might be are working with these folks so that they can have the kind of ability to uh, have the mobility that they want so they can live their lives. I mean, that's, that's what it's all about here at Horton's, taking care of their patients. And they getting are back to full functionality. Yeah, and they are, they are now getting ready to tear down one whole part of this facility and build a state-of-the-art area as well. They've been doing state-of-the-art work forever. I mean, uh, Russ got to see stuff today that 
I saw a long, long time ago and have watched them expand on it uh, as, as they've done it uh, and, and built other things into this building. But this is going to be incredible when it's all said and done. I was just talking to, to, to Gary, and he said his office now will be moved up into this new site. He says he's lucky he's even getting an office that the kids haven't pushed him <laughs> out. But, uh, yeah, he's he's all excited. I told him that as I was talking to him, I said, you know, you got to be really proud of your kids, you know, your two, your two boys and your daughter. And he says, yeah. He says, he says, this is all them. They're the ones pushing forward. Uh, to make us bigger and better and you know they have six locations when I first started with Hortons they had this location and that was it then they moved up to the Searcy area and then they moved to Bryant and now they're out in Fort Smith and and they're in North Little Rock they're all over the place and uh, it's because of the uh, vision now that, that Gary's kids got from him from when he started, and now they've expanded. And what was it what Gary said? If it hadn't been for his kids, he'd be retired now and had sold his practice. Sold the business. Yeah, and would have sold the business. And instead, here he is now uh, working with his kids alongside him and um, making this uh, a great, uh, great place. Uh, you know, we got uh, Chris is going to stop by. We'll talk to him uh, in a little bit. Uh, we might have uh, some amputees that will stop by and visit with us. Uh, and it's, they're growing here. I mean, they just continue to, to grow at Hortons. Uh, so that's why I'm out here today. I'm out here with the team here at Hortons, checking out the brand-new gate room. Uh, big changes are coming along with Hortons uh, tomorrow. They'll be tearing down the old building uh, where it all began to rebuild a new and improved uh, facility you know the the, the Horton's uh, f- uh, business has been around since the very early 80s Gary Horton is a pioneer in orthotics has built this business on being customer focused I've told you the the story about him working with NASA uh, he's the man who worked with NASA to come up with the articulating knee used to be you know you talked about people having had uh, having a uh, uh, you know a They'd be walking with a peg leg, you know, you just had a straight leg, and you would limp along. Uh, Gary changed all that with the articulating knee, so you could bend that prosthetic just like you bent your regular leg. So he's the man behind that. He's passionate about helping people. Uh, It's a family-owned business. Uh, They've got six locations to serve their patients. Right here, right now in Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Searcy, and uh, Fort Smith. Uh, So what started as one location that I knew of has grown now to six over uh, a few short years. Uh, If you're an amputee, getting to know your prosthesis is key. And Mike and Chris have developed some great relationships with their patients over the years. And if you have any questions... As you're listening in today uh, and you need some help with the prosthetist, all you have to do is call 501-663-2908 and uh, somebody will talk to you about getting an appointment and coming over and being seen uh, with Mike and Chris. Or you can go to Hortons, uh, you know, uh, Hortons, 
O and P dot com. Horton's O and P, one word, uh, dot com. So looking forward to, to seeing uh, Chris and, uh, and the rest of the guys. I, I've heard Mike uh, won't be with us today. He is up in Searcy right now uh, visiting patients there. So um, I'm, I'm assuming that Chris will be joining us. I saw Tanya just a moment ago, uh, the daughter, and she stopped by, and we uh, exchanged pleasantries. Hadn't seen her in a, in a few uh, a few months as well. Good to see her. But she works typically over in the Bryant office, so you in Saline County uh, would know her from over, over there. Got about 14 minutes after uh, 2. Uh, let's get a quick break in, and we'll continue live from uh, Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. It's the Dave Ellswick Show here on The Answer. 101.1. You should be able to FM. All right, back with you. We're at uh, Horton's uh, Orthotics and Prosthetics, and Chris Horton is here. And Chris, look, I feel like I know this family really, really well. I've been working with them for years I've gone hunting with the with both of the the sons and uh, the first uh, uh, buck that I I downed here in Arkansas I did with Chris right here. That's right. I, I love telling that story though. <laughs> he'll 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 verify it. I What's more a, fun telling the story about the buck or the time that you fell into the pond? Oh no, that was or the puddle. That was somebody else I was with. <laughs> I was with somebody else for falling into the into the the water. But no, we were. You know, talk, talking about all the all the things that uh, we were out hunting, and we saw some uh, does kind of moving around. And he says, "Go ahead and shoot one." I go, "No, they seem a little antsy." So I waited, and sure enough, this beautiful buck came into into view. So I I get my I get my three oh eight, and I pull it up, and I zero in on the buck, and I pull the trigger, and it goes click. It didn't go off. <laughs> and after we looked at it later, the shell had gone in at an angle. And so I said, hand me your your rifle. <laughs> and so he gets me very quietly. We we passed the rifle between us, and I was able to, to shoot the buck. And, man, it was a great shot. It I wouldn't stand, what, five minutes? Yeah. Yeah, when it when it was time, it was time. It was good. It's kind of like when your wife's pregnant. When the baby says it's coming, it's coming. I didn't get all the snacks out of my pocket yet. I was <laughs> I was still getting my zebra cake out and my coke. Oh, uh, we had a crap. <laughs> we had a great time out there. I mean, it's and and you got to know Mike. Mike is like he's like a ninja hunter. I mean, he loves to get out into the mud and crawl around. I mean, he comes back dirty when he goes hunting. But that's why he's got all you guys got all those heads mounted back there. Are, are you guys going to have like a trophy room here now in the new facility? Well, plan is we're going to move into what's Gary's current office. Okay, and, uh, we're going to repaint it and put our heads up and get some ducks mounted. Very cool. That's good. So tell me, uh, this is like your dad was showing uh, us earlier some of the new technologies. Uh, that are really coming on 3d printing mm-hmm. I, I never thought of how that would affect you all but it's going to make your all's job somewhat a little easier than uh, than it is right now it will it'll take out some of the steps that are time consuming for us um, obviously once the technology gets to where the 3d printing will work in our industry it's working in some parts of it but as we were talking earlier, some of the materials are just not strong enough for the forces on some of the devices that we make. But give technology time, it's going to evolve into it. Well, he was showing me uh, and, and Russ downstairs 
for a drop foot, mm-hmm. uh, a device. Carbon fiber piece. Yeah, yes. made of yeah. carbon fiber. Mm-hmm. That couldn't have weighed more than five ounces. Oh, yeah, no, it's very, very light. Which is totally different from what is used now. That's kind of a cumbersome device, and this is going to make, this is a difference for a per- person's lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, back, I don't know, probably not very long ago, when my dad first started, it was all made out of metal. Yeah. Um, and then we got into thermoplastics, which were a lot lighter, but they were thick, you know, um, had to be. Now that we've got carbon fiber, now prepreg is now in our industry, and it's been in our industry for probably 10 or 15 years. Um, it's even lighter than the, the normal carbon techniques we use. So it's thinner, and, you know, people can put it in more shoes. People more have to wear it. And it's kind of, as my brother would say, it's gas mileage at the end of the day. So yeah. if you're having to wear this all day and it's lighter on you, and you already have a, something that's causing, you know, weakness in your limb, and you're not having to swing as much weight, obviously by the end of the day you're able to do more. You're going to so, be a lot more comfortable exactly. as far as that's concerned. Sitting here. We got people that are. These are guys that are doing all the work here. That's that's the guy that's this. building this thing. Yeah, I'm trying to get him on here, but nah, he looks like he's nervous about it. We'll get him on before the end of the day. We'll get him to stop by and talk to us. Yeah, this is this is his uh, masterpiece I'm, I'm out here. That. Yeah. <clears throat> How difficult is it to, to to do do it this way? I mean, would it? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> yeah, I'll keep grab it. Hand those to him. Here, come on over just for a second. Just got one question for you. Come on. Just one question. I'm not going to ask you a bunch. I just got one question for you. All right. So what's easier to do? Tear it all down to the ground and then rebuild it all from the ground up or do it the way you're doing it right now, which is taking out kind of pieces of it and then building new pieces where the old pieces were? Tear it down and start over. Tearing it down and starting over? Yeah, Jack's having to do all this while patients are coming through the parking lot, coordinate oh deliveries, gosh. coordinate equipment being here, and lots of subs. So and what are you going to be doing tomorrow? Tomorrow it's a demolition day, I'm understanding. You're taking out like a half of the house, is that right? Yes, sir. So you do, do you take out the – are you going to be taking out the uh, uh, the foundation as well or do, and lay a new foundation, or do you use the current foundation to build on? Uh, we plan on taking all the old foundation out. The building is growing about 1,500 more square feet than wow. what they have now. Mm-hmm. So it would be tearing down and starting over. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, there, it looks it looks fantastic what you guys just got done. I mean, this whole room to the right that we're sitting off of, that wasn't even there. No, it was a part of the parking lot. Yeah. It wasn't there. I, I drove up, and I went, what have they done here? They've really added on. Because it's been about, what, four months since they've been over. So, it's been a while, yep. You, know, you guys have done a lot, short period of time. They started, what, March 26th? They started on Mike's birthday. Yes. That was the day they started. And uh, Well, that's about right. I and mean, was, That wasn't too many weeks before, you know, I, I hadn't been over. So, yeah, that's, that's – you guys are doing a great job. How, how, what's your ETA for finishing up? Um, end of October, 1st of November. If everything goes to plan. Okay, it's not going to be like the road department, right? I mean, well, they say we'll be done <laughs> in October, and right around December, they say, maybe in spring. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if, if Jack could get his subs here on some of these things on time, it's not it's not apples. They've done a great job through this whole project. It's, you know, some of these subs don't like to. So you don't, don't like to work? Is that well, they mean? like to work. They, just, they don't like to work on their schedule. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I got you. But hopefully we get it done before hunting season because it seems like hunting season gets here and subs kind of. Are you wanting to hunt? Are you a hunter? No, sir. Oh, you're not a hunter. Well, he'll be here working. 
So you'll have one at least. Mm-hmm. Is this is this one of the more uh, complex things that you've had to do? I mean, when you work in a, not only you know rebuilding parts of a of a building and stuff, but doing it while you've got patients and everybody around you. Well, I've done one other one before over at Baptist, and it was occupied, and we done it in five different phases. Wow! And it took right at eight months total to do the entire job. wasn't too bad, just you know, trying to coordinate with the uh, owners and everybody. Everybody's so. got to be communicating, right? Or it gets kind of crazy. Yes. Okay, so I said only one question. We got to about eight. <laughs> I appreciate you stopping by and talking to us. Yes, sir. It wasn't that bad, was it? Not too bad. Okay. Thanks a lot. We appreciate you. Good work from, is it uh, Norbolt? Is that who it is? Norbolt. Norbolt. Okay. Good job. Keep up good work, man. Look good. Looking good. So where where are you guys wanting to be here in about another, well, wait, he's talking about four or five months? How is this all going to flow when it's all said and done, Chris? Hopefully a lot better than it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> it can only get better from here, right? <laughs> yeah. You would think it would always get better from here. No, it should be better. We're, we're, the part we're adding on now is the new waiting room for the patients to come in. Um, hopefully they'll have a better experience than what we've had with the old house here in the last couple of years with just the problems of having a house that was built in 1890 as part of your building. Think about that, Russ. This building, it was built in 1890, and they're bringing it up to the 21st century now. Yeah. That in and of itself is interesting because now you got all new code and everything. You got to well, we'll have heat and air that will actually keep it, you know, comfortable in August. Yeah, because right now it says, you know, towards the end of the day with the door opening and closing, a lot of people in there will get upper seventies, eighties degrees in there. Yeah, it gets warm. Um, we're not going to have that wooden ramp coming up. It's all going to be level. We're going to have automatic doors. Um, obviously, we see a lot of people that have wheelchairs and stuff. Right. So, we'll be able to push a button, come right into our building. So. How was how was that all? How did that all come about? Now I'll get your dad to talk about it. Just go by, and I know you got a patient coming. Did you all just sit down and start throwing out ideas about things that needed to be fixed as you had seen it over the years, and and then you start saying, okay, so what do we do here? What do we do there? Yeah, the house, the old house part. You know, it started having its problems, showing its age. Um, we were fixing things, and then just kind of kind of started progressing faster than we were able to keep a handle on it. Mm-hmm. Um, then we started noticing that we were needing to bring chairs from our lunchroom because we were running out of space for people <laughs> to be able to sit. So kind of multiple things there with, you know, we need more space. We need to do this. Price was going to cost to redo it, and it was almost cheaper to tear it down and start over. And so thus we are where we're at so right now. here we are now, and me and Mike's got 30 years left in our career, so. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, your, your kids will be uh, talking about, well, how should we do it? Should we tear it all down, or should we just tear this part out? That hopefully that, we don't. Me and Mike don't have to worry about it anymore for the rest of this. We get this done. Hopefully, we got to mow and rinse off the side of the building, and that's it. I got I got a minute left here. Sure. Where, what's the goal now? I mean, you got six locations. Mm-hmm. Do you have other locations? You don't have to say where they're at if you are, but other locations that you're looking at for the future. We do. I mean, we go where we're asked to go um we've had some physicians ask if we could go into other markets that Uh, says a lot right there it does so i mean if there's an area we can go and help people and affect lives and make them better then we'll definitely go and see if we can do it all right chris thanks for stopping by whenever you don't have a a, you know a a patient come on by and we'll talk some more all right appreciate you all right we got news coming your way i'm going to get gary on here talk to me in just a few minutes talk to him i want to talk to him about the history of the business 
I mean, he started early 80s, and here we are now in the uh, the 21st century, and the things that are going on here is really amazing. We're at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. I've known uh, the folks from Horton's since about 2001, and they're just a super family. They've got themselves a super business. Time for the news. All right, back with you, Horton's uh, Orthotics, Prosthetics, right here on 12th Street in Little Rock, uh, 5220, to give you the exact address. Robert Steinbach will join us after the top of the hour. We'll talk to him. Uh, We didn't get to talk to him Monday because I was ill, so we'll talk to him today. And uh, we'll talk to him a little bit about this whole thing with kids being separated from their parents and all the rest. Everybody's getting all irate and upset. And this has been going on for years. It's, it's as if Trump is the first uh, first president to ever happen. And you can go back and see the pictures during the Obama administration when they had the kids in uh, the big cages uh, that they were sleeping in. And they gave them uh, uh Firefighters use those, uh, looks like aluminum foil uh, blankets to stay warm, and they gave them that to wrap up in and to and to stay warm at, at night, things of that nature. It's been going on for quite some time. Now they're, you know, because it was President Trump, it happened under his watch. Now suddenly it was it's morally reprehensible, morally wrong, and all the rest, and they're taking care of that. I sent Russ out to find Gary. We're going to try to get Gary on in a second. Talk to him about the history of Hortons. Like I said, I've been involved with them for many, many years now. I guess it's been, you know, 16, 17 years. And uh, they're a great family, and they do great things. They've done great things here uh, uh, with Hortons. And uh, they have been a, a really proud and, and a very consistent supporter, supporter here uh, with uh, the Dave Ellswick show, and I really appreciate them uh, for for standing with me on the you know different moves that I've had to make in making this in this market and things of that nature. Tanya, come on over here. You need to sit down, and talk to me. Nobody else wants to talk to me. Everybody just passes me by doing their things. Did you bring me a lot of good food, Becca, from uh, Sam's? <laughs> Let me. Come over here for a second. Put the headphones on just for one second. Let me ask you a question here. When, when, when you took over the job here, did they tell you they were going to tear down the building? Uh, no, they did not. <laughs> <laughs> they did not tell me that. So it's been, this has been, uh, has been a challenge for you as well, hasn't it? Yes, but a good challenge. So, and we like challenges around here. It'll look good on your resume. Yeah. So you're not uh, going to go anywhere. Say, yeah. No, I'm not right. saying I'm that not she going said anywhere. she's going to be here for Dave, quite some time. Dave, you need to pack up and go. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's a good worker. I worked with this lady for a, a lot of years over uh, at Citadel. Yes. We had a lot of, a lot of fun, fun over there. We did have a lot of fun. We until, did have a lot of fun. Until, uh, until uh, what was his name? Uh, Fareed <laughs> decided to buy ABC. Yeah. That was about the most craziest thing I ever heard of. And yeah. Imploded the company. So anyway, let me. I'm going to talk to to our, our lady here. You can okay. talk to her. That's yeah, fine. and you can talk. You can you can jump in well, too. Well, I'm gonna. I, can I come back? I'm gonna go um, Get grab food? the lady out front. Oh, you oh yeah. Okay. And then I'll be right back. Okay. Okay. Take care of what you need to get done. All right. So l- let's talk now. How long have you been working within the family business? Um, since I was about thirteen. 
Okay, well, I won't ask you your age. Okay, <laughs> that's all right. I was just, I was telling everybody, I think it was 2001, 2002 that I started doing advertising for you all. It's been, it's been a quite time. a while. And this is the only place that you all had was where we're at right now in 12th. I now, even remember. Now you have five new locations uh, in the state. I mean, all the way out to Fort Smith, up to north to Searcy. You know, you got Bryant, you got Conway, North Little Rock, had all these different locations. I was just talking to Chris, and I said, are you guys thinking of other places? And they said, it's really doctors asking us to be close to wherever they are mm-hmm. that dictate where we go. He said, there's evidently there's several other places. That, and, you know, that speaks mm-hmm. volumes for what you all do, that doctors are asking for you to be close to them so they can send their patients to you all. That says a lot about your all's business. Yes, both our Bryant and Conway locations were results of doctors requesting us to be there. Now, the other locations might have been as well, but those are the last two I remember. You know, you get lost in the, this huge expansion that's been going <laughs> yes. on. I mean, a, a lot of this has happened in the last, what, five to seven years? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, was it you kids who decided you wanted to take this beyond just one you know, um, I'm going to blame it all on Chris Horton. Everything is always Chris Horton's <laughs> fault. <laughs> I mean, who was who was the big dreamer amongst this family? Was it Chris all Horton. of you together? Chris Horton. Chris Horton. Uh, <laughs> okay, but I'm just saying, why why do we have to be just one place? Why can't we have a bunch of satellite locations and and because he believes in in helping people, and I know you do, and Mike does. The only way you can do that is to spread out. I, I was going to say that's pretty much it. Um, a lot of our patients, of course, are immobile. They don't want to drive, so you kind of have to go to them. But you can't go into the home, so you just kind of have to expand. That's amazing. I mean, it really is. I mean, it, it says a lot about how how large the company is now. And to say company like that mm-hmm. is totally different than what I would have said you know, 14 years ago yeah. when you all were just really building. And your your father has been a visionary mm-hmm. uh, in the orthotic and prosthetic business. I was telling the story about the articulating knee and NASA and all of that. How long, how many years now has he been working and helping and changing people's lives like this? Um, I'm not sure. Now, the whole NASA thing, that started... I can remember that was in 2000. Okay. Because that was the year I graduated college. I went straight from that to working on the knee joint. Um, but, I mean, we've been in business. Hortons has been open 37 years. So. 37 years. 37 years. Your dad was, what, 12 then? <laughs> no, I mean. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he, he and I are about the same age. Yeah. He had another company before Hortons. He had another orthotic lab. And then he. Dissolved that one and then opened Hortons. All right. Did he always have in mind that you kids would follow in his footsteps? I have no clue. I think that was probably always his hope, but who knows? And all of you didn't let him down. You just all followed in his footsteps. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm the troublemaker. I'm the one that tells him. (laughs) I'm the one that gives him the problems. So you need to do this. You need to do that. Yeah. Well, Well, and I didn't I didn't follow in the footsteps of seeing patients. Oh, okay. I went on the administrative side. Well, you got to so, have somebody yeah. that does that. If the paperwork isn't done right, you don't get paid a lot of yeah. times. Yeah. So you want to make sure that that happens. How difficult is it now 
Yeah, I mean, we I've been with you in the pre-Obama years, the Obama years, and now the post-Obama years. Mm-hmm. You know, how have things changed? Does it continue to just get more and more difficult? It's or? more and more difficult. It is. Um, it's very hard. Insurance policies change constantly. And then in April of this year, a lot of medical policies changed. And um, Amazon has really changed a lot um, in our industry as far as in April 1st, a lot of medical policies came down and said, if it's, if it's something you can buy at Walgreens or you can buy at Amazon, then we're not going to pay for it. And so wow. it's hurt a lot of people um, as far as... I want, like, I want to stop right there and just mm-hmm. talk about this, all right? That sounds like a great cost-saving measure. Mm-hmm. However, there's a lot that goes into putting something on on people. Look at this picture. Oh, I don't know if you knew about that. It was actually a year ago today. Uh-huh. I got invited to the White House. Yes. To talk about I remember policies. this. Yeah. So you can talk with authority on this. I try to. <laughs> well, I think, I think you can without any problem whatsoever. Okay, Gary's saying, give me the picture back. <laughs> I, don't want to get, I don't want that to be lost. So, you know, you were called in to, to talk about some of the things we're going to talk about right now. And that is, okay, so Amazon, Amazon. can send something cheaper through the mail, mm-hmm. all right, to, to a patient. However, there's nobody there to fit them. Mm-hmm. There's nobody there to make sure that they're wearing it correctly. Mm-hmm. There's nobody there that did the, the measurements that were necessary, you know. It's one thing to buy something that it doesn't matter if it's precision or not. It's something completely different when you're talking about something that's going to impact your mobility. Right. Or it could even change the surgery that a doctor did on you. The doctor could go in and do a back surgery, and then you order a back brace online, and it could be the wrong back brace. And then that could totally screw up the surgery. And then you may have to have a new surgery. Or you could totally change the surgery that was just done. So, I mean, you have to be really careful about that stuff. Yeah, we were talking about something that people wouldn't even consider about Amazon, and that's compression socks. Yes. And I was talking to your father about it, and he was explaining how it can just... It can cause all kinds of problems. A certain compression is good for your circulation. Too much compression cuts off the circulation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so you have these patients that they get a prescription, and or they may not even get a prescription, and they order them online. And there is a certain prescription that once you get to that strength, it is prescription strength. You have to have a prescription. Mm Mm-hmm. So I do not understand how Amazon can sell it on their website without a prescription because you need a prescription. So it seems like it should be breaking some kind of prescription law to be able to order without a prescription on their website and have it mailed. Well, either that or it needs to come with a disclaimer. Yeah, but it doesn't because I've already checked. Because what happens is our patients come here. We properly measure them. We properly measure them for the correct size so that it, because if you, if you already had a compression strength and then you even get a size that's too small, you've got extra compression and then you put it on a patient. I mean, you're doing a lot of damage. So if you have a patient that orders it online and they get the wrong size, they're really cutting off circulation. So they come here, we properly measure them, put them in the right size. Then they go home, they check it online and see, oh, well, it's a lot cheaper. 
well, yes, because you didn't have one properly measure you. Yeah. So it is going to be cheaper. Yeah, you're making sure that it's exactly mm-hmm. what you need, not kind of what you need, right. but exactly what you need. Yeah, I need to stay here. I'm learning things. <laughs> yeah. Did you order compression has online? Well, no, but I'm a diabetic. I'm, I've been Correct. a diabetic yeah. since 1979, mm-hmm. and, and I've recently had doctors, my, my endo, talk to me about compression mm-hmm. socks. Uh, of course, when I had bypass surgery last year, they put compression hose on me. On you there, yeah. Yeah, and that and that's that's normal. But and the thing about us, too, is our prices are all inclusive. We don't charge office visits. Right. So if we see you 10 times, it's the same price. And so we don't have like a $30 copay like you have at your doctor's office. So our price is built into the price of that compression stocking. So it's going to be a little bit more expensive. And a lot of patients don't understand that. And they well, get upset. If, if things were normal, you wouldn't have to do it this way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when the government gets involved in anything, it changes everything. Yeah. Yeah, but so medical policies changed in April, and basically, if you can buy it at Walgreens or on Amazon, they don't cover it anymore, and that's because patients have been buying stuff at Walgreens and Amazon. Whether it's best thing for their health Correct. or not. Correct. So then you have like older people who don't know how to use Amazon. I mean, they're kind of screwed. They can't. They have no recourses to buy these things. Yeah. Or get them. Well, they don't have anybody. The thing that bothers me about that is there's, it's a medical device. Mm-hmm. I mean, people don't think of compression socks as a medical device, but that's exactly what they are. They they change the way your blood circulates. Right. Or back braces or yeah. knee braces or, I mean, any of the things that we do. Yeah. Not to say that we. I don't buy things off the Internet. I do. I just, my wife just texted me and said that my... My uh, elbow sleeve had come in because I got some tendonitis. Did you in buy my it on elbow. Amazon? I uh, did. <laughs> I did buy it from Amazon. I didn't know any place else to go, but I, I did know that I did. I, you know, all I got right here. I went. Dave. And, yeah, I you could really should you. be ashamed of yourself. I, I just got a neoprene sleeve. That's all I wanted. Just did something you? that would give me some tightness around my elbow, so it wouldn't hurt while I was lifting weights. Well, you get a pass on that because you probably didn't have a prescription. I did not. Okay. No, it was self, self-inflicted self wound, <laughs> and I uh, I wrote my own prescription. And, and I'm not a doctor, so that, that tells you a lot right there. So you probably ordered the wrong thing. But I did stay at a Holiday Inn Express. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take a break. I'll be back in just a moment. We'll talk further. We're at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. They are going through a complete remodel. If you've been here before, you will not recognize the building today. And tomorrow, you definitely will not recognize it because about a third of it's going to be gone. We'll talk more about that and a whole lot more here on the Dave Ellswick Show on The Answer. All right, news coming up top of the hour. We are at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics uh, over on 12th Street here in Little Rock, and they are undergoing a change or should I say changes, major changes. I was, just had the uh, cons- one of the people from the construction company doing all this, and they were talking about taking out that end of the building that we were talking about earlier, Gary, and they're taking out the old foundation and everything. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. That house was built the best we can figure in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And the story I got was that the house was built by the foreman of the construction company that built the main post office on West Capitol. 
Wow. He was the original one who built the house and lived in it. Um, and it turned out a few years later, Tanya, my daughter, um, one of her teachers, I think she's going to be here today, her grandparents lived in that house for a while. <laughs> so she's coming by today to That's bid farewell to the old house, wants to see it again. Well, are you going to keep any of those pillars? We're going to keep some stuff. I'm not too sure about the pillars. Those aren't the original ones. Oh, they're not. Okay. The original ones we tried to use, and they were in pretty bad shape, and so those were replaced. Okay. But uh, some of the inside doors, the transit above the doors, uh, we're keeping a lot of that stuff. Okay. So for my listeners, edification, mm-hmm. how long have you now have you been in this location? In this location since 84. It's a long uh, time. I started my company in 19, August of 81, uh, and I was in a little office building on South Look. A lot of people don't know where South Look is, but it's, uh, it's the up at 12th University. Of, the opposite end of North Look. Right? Yeah, it just, it's just right, well, it's right around the corner. It's a little short street. It used to be Dick's and TV and Appliance was above. It's okay. up where Medic Pharmacy is up on the 12th Street side, and it's around the corner. So. It was a little bitty office. That's where I started. All right. So you've come a long way. And you're considered uh, a real pioneer in the prosthetic field. A lot of people don't know a lot of stuff about you unless they work in prosthetics and things. But you're well known for the advan- some of the advancements that have happened in this industry. Well, I was fortunate to uh, develop a couple of devices that... Uh, has helped a lot of patients, literally worldwide. Um, one was a, it was a, what we called a stance controlled orthotic knee joint. Uh, and I think you have mentioned that a time or two on, the, on your show. A lot, I mentioned it. Um, it's a pretty amazing story. Yes, it, it was a, a, a joint that allowed, when you're wearing a brace, you either had to have your brace locked when you were weight-bearing, walking, and so you walked like Chester. Yeah. You know, you had to take your leg at, exactly. Or... You unlock it to sit. You, there was no in-between. It was mm-hmm. either um, unlocked where you had no support or completely locked. Well, the, the knee joint that we designed allows for you to walk with the knee being bent. So anytime your foot made contact to the ground, it blocked your knee from bending any further. It did not lock it. You could still extend your knee. So if you were walking up to a curb and you had to put your foot up on the curb, you could flex the knee, then it would, you could still go into extension. Uh, so it was pretty unique. Uh, we even made a microprocessor component to it, where it was actually worked by a microprocessor. The The problem we ran into was funding uh-huh. you know, for the patients, not, not for us to develop it. We got it developed. We used it. It's still out there. Um, but the reimbursement that was established um, was so low that um, – it made it impractical to be able to put it on patients. Getting into our favorite area of discussion, the government. Right. They 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 hurt many times more than they help. They stifle innovation mm-hmm. big time. And I don't think that's their, their goal when they start out. But with the bureaucracy, um, the first – what we had to do in the process, we had to apply for uh, what's called a, a billing code through Medicare when we developed this knee joint. They're the one that set the reimbursement level. And whatever Medicare sets, all third-party insurance follows. Their, in their wisdom, when we first applied, they said that was nothing more than a drop lock, which was what was currently on the market, mm-hmm. which was, in the scheme of things, very inexpensive device. 
And so that's still what they called it. It just locked me. So it was a drop lock. So we didn't need a special code. It took us five years to finally get a code that was designed for our device, but reimbursement was extremely low. Okay, Gary Horton, our guest. Uh, we got news coming up. We're going to get back to him later in the show and talk about some more things about about Hortons and, and what they've done in this industry. Uh, they're a shining star uh, here in Arkansas. It's a great company, and uh, we should all be proud that they make their home right here in central Arkansas. Let's take a break. Come back after the news on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we continue live out at Hortons today. Uh, by phone, though, Robert Steinbach is going to join us for a while. Robert, how you doing? I'm doing well, my friend. How are you? We're doing fantastic. We're uh, we're over at uh, Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics today. Uh, tomorrow they are tearing down half of the old building they've been in and are starting a completely uh, revamp and, and new facility here. It's just really amazing what uh, is is transpiring. So we're, we're kind of celebrating with them on that. Talk to some of the family members because it's a family-owned business. Really, I've been. I, I start thinking. I've been. Uh, I've been advertising for Horton since uh, 2002, and I was just talking to Gary, the patriarch, and I. I said, you know, Gary, we did, we did pre-Obama, we did Obama, and now we're post-Obama. And he started laughing. He said, Yeah, it's still screwed up. I said, Yep, it's <laughs> medicine is still screwed up with the government being involved in it. So, so I, I let, let's talk about something that is is got me uh, concerned, and and that is. The way that this whole thing about uh, separating children from illegal immigrants coming into the country is being reported by the media, uh, the way they re- report this story and have constructed this story and the narrative that they're telling on this story is that somehow this is all President Trump's fault, that this was never happening at any other time until Trump became president. And I know for a fact it's been going on at least since the Bush, uh, the second uh, administration, and was going full bore during the Obama administration, but nobody ever talks about that. It's always about what President Trump has done. Well, it's really, it's even worse than that, because it's a, it's a bit of artifice. It's a trick. What the press is saying is, oh, my goodness, you've greatly increased the number of children that are being separated. That's all on you, Trump. And Trump says, well, no, there's a court ruling that says we can't keep children with detained parents for more than 20 days. That's the court ruling. That's mm-hmm. not the executive branch. That's the judicial branch. So you can't just wave your hand at that. Right. So, uh, But the difference is, Trump has said a zero tolerance, meaning you come across the border, you don't get a free ride into our country. What has been happening, and it's horrendous, has been happening is people come in, cross the border, either illegally, and many times under previous administrations, they were allowed, they were set free within the country. Or they seek asylum. Now, remember this. Asylum is a legitimate thing, but that's only if you get it. And many, many, many people seek asylum and then are denied asylum because they don't have any legitimate basis to seek asylum. They just want to come here because America is a great place to live. I don't blame them. I understand it, but it's not a basis 
to get into the country. And what previous administrations had done is they said, okay, you're seeking asylum, go move to Colorado, Arizona, Texas, whatever, and uh, come back later. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, what? by the way, we get this piece. Right. Of, we got to slip a paper for you, and you go see this judge a right. year from today. Right. So some went back to the judge. Many did not. And in either case, they lived in the United States. I'm sorry. After you get asylum, if you get asylum, and that's a very small number, then you're entitled to live in the United States. Everybody else, no dice. And so the policy that the president is now implementing is you can ask for asylum, and in the meantime, you stay in a, in a detention facility as your case is being determined. Yeah, because the request for asylum doesn't get you asylum. And so now you have all of these extra people that the Obama administration, amongst others, to be clear, were letting roam free in the country not roaming free, they're in a detention facility, and now they're in a detention facility for over 20 days, and according to this court order, they can't, the kids can't stay with them. Now, just today, given the uh, political uh, storm that has ensued, the president signed an executive order essentially seeking to undo that court order. It's not so simple, though, by the way. We don't know if it's going to get undone. Uh, And um, in any event, I don't much care if the kids are separated, not separated. Uh, That's not the issue. The issue, notwithstanding that the press says it is, the issue is what do we do with the illegal immigrants seeking Mm -hmm. asylum or otherwise? They're still not entitled to come into the country unless and until they're granted asylum. And then you get crackpots like this Hayden. That guy was a general, and that guy was, what, head of the CIA? And yes. he and he tweets out a picture of Auschwitz. And, and he basically says, oh, what we're doing is the same as Auschwitz, right? Remember, for those listening, yeah. Auschwitz <laughs> is the death camp from the Nazis. So Auschwitz started as, as one camp, which I think was with some sort of, it was a pre-existing camp. It was like a military barrack or some sort of barrack that the Nazis turned into a death camp. That was not the main death camp. You, you, I was there, by the way. I, this guy's a general. This guy was in the CIA, and he's never been there, apparently. You get on a bus, you drive half an hour, 40 minutes, and you go to Auschwitz slash Birkenau. It says both because mm-hmm. it's a satellite camp. Birkenau, this is the major death camp. You can barely see the end of it. That's how they, they used to be barracks upon barracks. Most of them were torn down. That's where the big crematorium is. That's where the displays of, of human hair and, and human teeth, uh, etc., are all uh, uh, out there. And so he gets defensive. He goes, oh, that's not Auschwitz. That's Birkenau. Uh, that's like saying, that's not America, that's New York State. Uh, last time I checked, one's within the other. Yes. And then he says, even more foolishly, this, uh, the guy who puts the more in moron, more, more, more foolishly, he says, <laughs> oh, that was, in, that, was in, that was in Germany, not in Poland. Um, no, actually, Auschwitz was never in Germany, unless you consider when the Germans invaded and decided all of Poland, and by the way, all of France, and all of any other country. It was Germany, yeah, suddenly. It was Germany. So unless you bought into the Nazi regime of geography, uh, no, uh, Mr. Hayden, uh, it was, and by the way, not general. I, I, I'm not going to call this crackpot a general. 
uh, Mr. Hayden, that's not part of Germany. Th- these are the people shilling for the Obama administration, shilling for the left-wing media establishment. It's, it's unbelievable. And by the way, let me just share the fact that I am offended. You know, we talk about how the leftists are always claiming, oh, I'm offended. You can't do something. I'm offended. I'm offended. That doesn't mean he can't say it. Uh, I, I'm not going to say he can't say it. I'm going to say when he says it, he sounds like a moron. Uh, and so uh, um, uh, I'm offended. My relatives were in Auschwitz. My relatives were murdered by the Nazis, by the dozens, by the way. So maybe... Maybe uh, Hayden should just stop slapping his gums for like a moment. Uh, Mr. Hayden, nobody cares what you have to say anymore. You're, you're, you're out of government. You're not running things anymore, into the ground or otherwise. Uh, so it's just remarkable, the, the hyperbole. And he tried to backtrack, and he tried to, but he never said, he never said, I was wrong. This is Auschwitz. I was wrong. This is Poland. I was wrong. This is the comparison of a Nazi death camp to another place that separated children is inappropriate. Yeah, they get to, they're going to come. Yeah, they're going to come out alive. They're not going to the crematorium or exactly. or being having a gun put at the back of their heads and and killed. Exactly. That's not happening. It, it's so disgusting that that. But this is look. Dave, you and I have talked about this all along. What's the first response of the leftists when they don't like a conservative argument? It's the ist argument. Racist, misogynist, same thing. What's a Nazi? Nazis are racist. He's calling Trump a Nazi. He's calling Trump a racist because that's what the leftists do. They call them ist. By the way, there's another word that they had used that has a similar meaning, deplorable. Keep Mm. using it. Keep using it. You know why? Because that's one of the reasons that Trump won. Keep calling the voters of Arkansas, the voters of the Midwest, the voters of the South. Keep calling them deplorable and then ask for their vote. Because you ain't going to get the latter when you do the former. And as far as I'm concerned, the more you do the latter, the more we continue to elect conservatives. So leftists, don't take my advice. Don't stop making your stupid statements because it helps conservatives get elected because you sound like a bunch of crackpots. Well, they are a bunch of crackpots when they make the statements that they're making now. I mean, it's it's Agreed. really, really crazy stuff that comes out of their lips. And it's it's almost as crazy as that one uh, text message I saw from an FBI worker who called the people who voted uh, for Trump. Uh, crazy, insane, uneducated POSs. Didn't one of them, uh, this came out in the IG report, didn't one of them say something like, I can smell them in the supermarket? Yep. Yeah, Yeah, and and, and, and to have people saying this and to say that they could do uh, an investigation without having any kind of of, of a, a discriminatory nature against the people they were investigating when you when it's very clear you hate the people that you're investigating uh, is ridiculous. Well, we, uh, this is another hypocrisy of the left. The left has always said we need to police the police. We need to keep eyes on the police because unfettered, any authority can be abused. That's correct. And now all of a sudden, 
when conservatives are saying, wait a second, there's some really iffy behavior going on here. Uh, there's oh, nothing to see here. Move along, move along. By the way, yeah, look the other I way. Agree, mm-hmm. Yeah, look the other way. I agree with the leftists when they have criticized court rulings that have basically ignored when jurors have used the N-word. And, and the courts, more often than not, and I think it's a bad thing, is that eh, it doesn't matter. That's we, You can't show that that had an effect. Can't show. Uh, and by the way, the defendant being African-American, right? It's not just some random comment. You have an African-American defendant and you have a juror using the N-word. Uh, that's a big deal. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I agree with the leftists on that. So I'm concerned about bias in any decision-making process, particularly when it comes to law enforcement, jail, criminality, et cetera. That's that's for jurors. And guess what? FBI agents as well. Thank you very much. All right. We got just a few moments. Let me let me ask you one more question on this subject that we've moved into. Uh, Where now for Comey? What do you think? Is his career completely over? Is is he is he going to lose credibility except for people on the left? Well, I think the answer to that question is yes. But remember, when you lose credibility except for people on the left, what do you do next? You run for office, <laughs> right? <laughs> so yes. that's where I that's where I think he's going. I think he's going to run for office. Wow. More power to him. Good luck. Yeah. Hope he gets beat to death in whatever election he decides to get involved in. 19 minutes after three, Robert uh, Steinbach is with us. He, of course, uh, his opinions are his and his alone and do not reflect the university he works for, nor the school of law, the Bowen School of Law. They have their own opinions and stuff. Of course, they're wrong. Robert's is right. We'll take a break. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back with more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back here at Horton's uh, Orthotics and Prosthetics. Big things going on here now at Horton's as they are growing, growing big time. Of course, they've got five new uh, locations other than Little Rock, North Little Rock, Bryant, Conway, Searcy, Fort Smith, and now their Little Rock uh, uh, location just in what they're going to do tomorrow and taking a, a piece of the house here and then rebuilding from that. It's going to add 1,500 more square feet to what they have here. They've already added, uh, I'm sure, several thousand square feet uh, to the side of the house that we're in right now. It's pretty amazing what they're doing and uh, how big it is becoming here at uh, at Horton's. And these changes come along with uh, Horton's, you know, saying to you, if you are one of their patients, they're going to do everything that they can to make your treatment the best that it can be and to treat you uh, in the best way you can possibly uh, be given service uh, in their industry. All right, we've got Robert uh, Steinbach with us. Uh, He is a law professor, UALR, Bowen School of Law. Remember, his opinions are his and his alone and do not necessarily reflect uh, UALR or the Bowen School of Law, though they should because they'd be smart to follow his lead. Uh, Let me just ask real quick of you, Robert, we talk about FOIA a lot, and when you look at what happened uh, here in this situation with the with the FBI, it just shows how important FOIA really is on keeping everything transparent. One hundred percent. And by the way, when you look at some of the things that have taken place with the legislature, right, and these uh, elected officials going to jail 
and yep. shows you how important the FOIA is. And yet we we just got a, um, a statement from the Municipal League in which they're pushing the same old, tired, bad ideas uh, about gutting the FOIA. And, for example, much like they did in the last term, they said, oh, well, we want to be treated like private entities where attorney-client information is exempt uh, from the FOIA. Well, guess what? A, you're not a private entity. B, there is no FOIA for private entities. C, you have a guaranteed paycheck that comes out of my pocket. So, uh, and, and D, what a coincidence that your proposal to make more efficient uh, the government would also inure to, inure to your benefit in two ways. One, less work. Two, less oversight. I really can't take those types of proposals very seriously. Uh, those are not designed to, to maintain transparency. Remember, Arkansas has one of the best FOIAs in the country. Who else can say that? Very few uh, um, um, states can say that. But Arkansas can say that. You implement the ideas that are constantly being thrown like jelly at the wall to undermine the FOIA, uh, included amongst them these new reiterations from the Municipal League. And we can no longer say that. So let, let's try to let's try to keep our eye on the ball here. Let's try to recognize the purpose of the Freedom of Information Act, and that is transparency in government. And let's stop the whining and the belly aching about having to turn over public documents to oh my goodness the public. Yeah. Hey, let me let me ask this question. We got two minutes here. We might yeah. have to finish up answering it after uh, the news break. But real quickly, what do we do in this situation where we have uh, lawyers that are elected officials and if they so choose, they might be able to bend that client uh, lawyer privilege to protect uh, ill-gotten gain? Well, there's a right. This is one. First of all, we don't enact a a new exemption to the FOIA. That's the first thing we, we, we do. We don't. Uh, uh, propose and adopt this goofy idea about gutting the FOIA uh, for the very government behavior that we're trying to inspect most. Secondly, we enact a bill like Kim Hammer's bill from the last legislative session uh, for ethics uh, for legislators. Uh, Yeah, HB 1313. There you go. There you go. You know the number uh, better, quicker than I do. Uh, And so these are the kinds of things that we can do to maintain transparency, because with transparency, people don't have that incentive. Look, you shine the light and the cockroach doesn't come out. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to stop people from doing wrongdoing. We don't need to throw people in jail. We need to stop them from doing the wrongdoing in the first place. Freedom of Information Act and HB 1313. There's your answer. All right. You stick around. We'll be back and uh, we'll do another segment together uh, before we call it an afternoon here on the Dave Ellswick show. We got news coming your way here at the top of the or the bottom of the hour. Give you a one minute update and then uh, we'll pay some bills and then we'll talk a little bit more about Robert because I want to go back to the the client, you know, uh, uh, lawyer privilege again, because uh, that's been used by some uh, legislators here just recently we need to talk about that a little bit more here on the dave ellswick show so stay tuned news is next 
I'm out at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. Uh, They've got a building program going on tomorrow. They're going to be tearing down like a third of the building here, uh, rebuilding it, uh, state-of-the-art facility completely. I mean, they've been state-of-the-art for a long time, 3D printers, all kinds of stuff here. It's really an amazing uh, story uh, behind what they've done. I've been involved with their business, advertising it on the radio since 2002, 16 years. As I told uh, uh, Gary Horton a moment ago, we were pre-Obama, Obama, and now we're post-Obama. And uh, the government still figures out ways to screw up health care with Medicaid and all the rest that they've got out there. Uh, Our guest, uh, Robert Steinbach, normally is on with us on Monday. I was sick. So I wanted to get him on this week. It's always uh, impressive to hear what he has to say and, and his takes on many of the issues that are uh, playing out in the news. And uh, remember that his opinions are his and his alone and do not necessarily reflect the Bowen School Law or UALR. Robert, I want to go back just for a moment and talk just a few more minutes about uh, attorney-client privilege. Uh, mm-hmm. is, is there something that, I mean, I'm sure that I've said that we need some laws on the books that have teeth in them. I had mm-hmm. Kim Hammer on last week. He said that uh, HB 1313 ran into uh, problems at first because he wanted to make uh, that kind of and graft. That's what I say. Well, you got so much of uh, what's been going on. It's been going on for years and years and years. I mean, it was going on when I first got here back in 2000. Uh, it, it, you know, you would hope that a change of, uh, you know, uh, Republicans taking over from the Democrats, that that, that internal part of, of what's going on, uh, the makeup of uh, the legislature, this stuff would change. But it just seems like it was, uh, you know, they're running running a race, and they just uh, handed off the baton, and uh, the Republicans picked it up. Right. Right. It's, uh, you know, Nate Bell, who uh, I admire a lot, I disagree with him currently on his uh, anti-Trump position, but I was a big supporter of his on the radio on your show uh, when he yep. was in office, and I, re- and I remain a big supporter of him as an individual. I think he's a very nice guy and, and a smart guy, no less. Uh, and uh, he pointed this out to me years ago. He said, look, we're taking over as Republicans. we got to be careful because there's going to get a point that we're going to get as smug as the left uh, and we're going to make really, really big mistakes unless we're careful. And we see at least some of that happening now. These are really, really big mistakes. This is graft. This is corruption. This is cronyism. It has to stop, and we need a mechanism to stop it. It's not going to stop through wishful thinking and other kumbaya, hand-holding, tree-hugging, granola-eating nonsense. Uh, We need to put some teeth to this, uh, and we need to enact a bill such as uh, HB 1313 from last term. Uh, And be it with a felony, be it with a misdemeanor, it needs to be a real bill with criminal penalties. Well, it seems like to me the, some things that they should be looking at is that if you're found uh, in, in cra- graft and corruption, if you've been taking bribes and things of that nature, uh, you should lose your position, of course, in the Senate or in the House. And then if, if you have enough time in that you're supposedly going to get some kind of uh, retirement benefit out of it, that should be stripped away from you as well. Would you agree with that? Agreed. Agreed. 100% agreed. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. I'm, Look, and, and, and this notion that we have these legislators with these six-figure retainer deals for advising, I'm putting in quotes, air quotes, what they call yep. strange quotes, um, advising, et cetera, all along at the same time that these legislators are voting on bills to help the very organizations that are paying these six-figure retainer agreements. Uh, you, you tell me, Dave, does that not smell bad? Does that not need more light shined on it? Does that yep. not need the benefit of the Freedom of Information Act or similar laws to ensure that the public knows what's going on uh, so that there is no corruption, graft, and cronyism? I, I think the answer to that, all of those questions is yes. Yeah, and, and that's the problem, Robert, because if they take, if they let's say uh, somebody is paying them in the case of, uh, of a guy who's not uh, admitted his guilt, but Jeremy Hutchinson, uh, who is getting $9,000 a month on retainer, that gives these people the ability to say, you know, we got client, you know, a client attorney privilege here, and they, they don't, uh, they, they don't come clean a lot of times on a lot of this. It's, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how all the rest of this plays out. One last question before I let you go. How does a governor have to play this? This is, you know, he's got a lot of family-related uh, members uh, in, the, in the Senate. Jeremy Hutchinson, of course, his nephew. Uh, how, does he, how does he have to play this? Uh, it's a great question, and I understand his predicament, and I saw him quoted in the paper recently. I think he needs to play this very simply and very straight and not comment on individual cases uh, and say that these concerns about corruption, cronyism, and graft are serious and they need to be considered, and he needs to get behind quickly a bill like HB 1313. He needs to say the idea, the idea is that um, – uh, that Kim Hammer or, uh, uh, is, is proposing and has proposed are good ones, and he supports them. That's how he sort of stays out of the crossfire, given his familial relationships, yet does the right thing. All right. I'm going to let you go, Robert. It's always a pleasure to talk with you. Oh, by the way, the other thing I think that we've got to keep our, our eyes out on is the, the uh, Senate saying we'll just pass some new rules. We don't need rules. We need laws with teeth in them now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's got to happen. Let's get back together on Monday. What do you say? We'll do it. God bless, my friend. All right. Have a great one, Robert. Robert Steinbach here on the, the Dave Ellswick Show. I just heard uh, from Omaha, 3 to nothing. Razorbacks lead. Uh, I think that, uh, Zach, did you say they were in the fourth inning? Yes, and they're now 4-0. Four to nothing. Mm-hmm. Razorbacks. Very good. Now keep them in the winner's bracket. You know, if they win today, I think they only got to win one more game and they go into the uh, finals of the College World Series. So okay. I'm mistaken. Cool. That's, that's pretty cool. All right, let's take a, a break and then we'll come back and talk a little bit more about what's going on here at Hortons. I saw Joe here just a moment ago. Duck will be getting here shortly. Joe and Duck coming up at 4 o'clock here on the Dave Ellswick Show. I want to say this. Come on. All right, back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. An update for you. Uh, five to nothing now. Oh, they're going to hit another Razor, one. Razorbacks are up. I don't know if anybody hit it out of the ballpark, but they're, uh, they're playing the merry-go-round right two now. Two home runs. Three. Three. They've hit Thanks. three home runs? Yep, they've hit three home runs. It's pretty good because there hadn't hardly been any hit during this uh, tournament, and now the Razorbacks are turning on the power today. So they win today. 
they'd have to win one more, and, and they're, in, they're they're playing for the, the world championship. Well, the World Series, the World College World Championship. Mm-hmm. That's what they're. That'd be cool. Arkansas's never won the whole deal, have they? No. They've been there, just haven't. They've always come in second. Be great if they get there and win it. I think it's going to be between them and Oregon. That's what they, I kind they of have the players to do it this year, though. They do. They got a great team. Even though they got a bunch of freshmen, they still got a wonderful well, those, team. Those freshmen are incredible. Awesome. Yeah, yeah that Kerstad that plays out in left field, that guy, unbelievable. And the yeah. kid was he's it Martin caught, that's playing third base. That yeah. just blows me away. He's caught two balls and jumping up on the wall. Yeah, is he today? Yep. <laughs> uh, come on, hey, join, hey, Zach. Yeah. Open the mic up and talk to us. Uh, what, <laughs> what's going we're, – we're playing Texas Tech right now. Mm-hmm. If we beat Texas, who would be next on the agenda? I am not sure. That to be Oregon. I if, think, they, if they win. Uh, Oregon's got one loss, so – Oh, uh, do they? Yeah. Yeah, they lost opening round to North Carolina. Oh, that's right. They did. Yeah. And Nor- North Carolina's out of it now, I think. I think they've been beaten twice now. So, anyway – I'll, I'll check that out when we get to the top of the hour. I'll get one online. Uh, they they beat Oregon, and then I saw they had just lost today now, the second if, time. If you lose in the first game, you go in the loser bracket, and the winners go in the winners bracket. Then the losers play each other, and the winners play each other. Yep. Basically, what it amounts to. Yeah, North Carolina not doing so well. They're so out. If Arkansas Florida. loses today, they'll have to win three more to make it to the winners. Yeah, hey, uh, Zach, is Florida out now? Did they get beat twice? I am not sure. <laughs> Boy, what good are you? He's a good sports reporter. Yeah, yeah, yeah but <laughs> not college uh, baseball. Go, go to CWS 2018 and uh, and look up and see what we got there, and we'll. We'll bring everybody up to date what's what's happening. Right now we can tell you that the, the Hogs are winning. They're beating Texas Tech, the Red Raiders, uh, five to nothing at this time. And it was in the – is it still in the fourth? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So, so Razorbacks are still batting is what you're telling yes. me. Yes. All right. Yeah, they was they had the first, on, first and second while ago on, on two walks. Okay. Oh, that's what you like for the other team to get wild, and then all you need to do is poke a couple of base hits, and you got four or five runs. Mm-hmm. That works out well. That, that, that goes well. All right, well, we'll check back in with you, Zach. Thanks so much for keeping us up to date on it. Uh, we got some tickets. Let's go ahead and, and do one set of these. That's fine. Okay, we got three uh, family packs of tickets for the I-30 Speedway. This is for the bumper-to-bumper night, and that's this Saturday night. Uh, races start at 7.30. The gates open at 5 p.m. We've got four tickets in each package. So if you'd like four tickets to go to I-30 Speedway this Saturday evening, 823-0965, be the third caller. 823-0965, and we'll give you these bumper-to-bumper tickets. Uh, we won't have them at the station until uh, tomorrow because we got to get back to the station. We're not there today. But uh, third caller, you'll be able to come by the station and pick them up tomorrow. Zach, give them, give them some directions on how to get to the station to pick up the tickets you would when we get them. Put them on hold. Let us talk to them if we can. Third caller, 823-0965. Four tickets to I-30 Speedway. Go out there and get yourself a, a couple of mouthfuls of dust. 
Well, dirt. They're, uh, dirt, dirt uh, running out Red there. Clay. Sit yeah. in the front grandstands, lower right, and you'll have mud in your hair. <laughs> I heard that. Guaranteed. I think, you know, when Lynn was dating the motorheads, I heard that's mm-hmm. the way she wanted them to see her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <She's> <laughs> mud clumps. Yeah. Mud clumps. <laughs> yeah. How, how many... Do you go out once a year out there just to watch them run? I haven't been in several years. Years ago, I used to be out there. Uh, we used to do a little dirt track racing out there. This is the bumper-to-bumper night there, and this is the uh, sprint car race is what it is. Oh, great. Yeah. That's always fun. It, it, it's a great it's It'll a be great a big deal. crowd. Yeah, they'll be it'll, it'll be. They'll packed. be hanging. They'll yeah. be hanging from the light standions out it'll there. It'll be a big crowd. Are yeah. they, you know, a couple of years ago, they brought in the Outlaws. Are, are you hearing anything about the Outlaws coming back again out at I-30? I hadn't heard anything. I'm not year. sure about their schedule. I just know that these are the sprint laws, and I think uh, the sprint the sprint cars, and I think this is the outlaws. So we'll see. That's when it gets serious because there's real money being uh, made and lost out there. And they around. don't they don't like to lose. <laughs> they don't like to lose. I you know I grew up in Indiana, and mm-hmm. there in Indianapolis, people Big don't deal. realize. Yeah, that's a huge deal, and a lot of your open wheel racers mm-hmm. come off of the dirt track. Absolutely, I mean, Gordon and all those guys yeah. came from. Racing uh, the, the 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 tracks out there. Mark, look at Mark Martin. There. Yeah, Mark Martin, same way. He comes from baseball and you know, and you made can, a good career of it. You talking about Indianapolis? I've been there and watched the uh, Brickyard 400, and we also went over to the Kroger 200, which is in Indianapolis Raceway Park, Dave. You you remember that, don't you? Yes. And uh, they actually that's asphalt track, but uh, on certain nights when the when the Sprint cars are there. They put dirt on that track and they race dirt track there. That's Make pretty it, cool. Dirt, dirt That's track. It. They've done that at Bristol Motor Speedway too. Really? Yeah, they filled a half mile in there with uh, dirt and let them run dirt track races. Okay. Richard Powell is our winner. Is Richard on the line for us? Yes, he is. Hey, Richard, how I, you doing? And, and I, I, I've been to Talladega 27 years straight, but I ain't <laughs> been the last five years. But Joe's been there a bunch. He yes, sir. With a friend of mine, he, he's been with he's been with a friend of mine to Talladega, but uh, yeah. I never been with him. But I, I went 27 years. I love NASCAR. All right. Yeah. Well, do you like do you like uh, dirt track racing? I, I I've been I 30, but I ain't been I 30 in about 15 or 18 years. But I do like it. All right. Well, we're gonna give you the chance to go back and take three of your friends with you and just yep. have a good night out there this Saturday. Maybe, maybe, Joe, maybe, maybe Joe can go with me and his wife. <laughs> well, oh, I wish I could. Not this Saturday. I can't. I'm I'm, I'm busy, Richard. But I appreciate the okay, invite. Sir. But, but it, I, and I, if I it would that. be uh, a little more convenient for you to pick these tickets up, you can come by uh-huh. my shop and pick them up. Okay. Uh, that'd be great for me. That'd be easier. Yes. That's what okay. I thought. Where there you, you live go, at. Joe. I, I, I got, just I gave Joe the tickets. Yep. Just All come right, by Richard. There, Richard, and we'll fix you up. All Thanks right. so much, Richard. We appreciate you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, Richard Powell, the winner of uh, the first package of four tickets out to I-30 Speedway. We'll give away a couple more packages. We'll give away you know, four every half hour coming up. Okay, now, the rundown at the College World Series. You got uh, that for me? Washington has been eliminated. The Cougars okay. are out. All right. The Longhorns Woo-hoo! Okay, are gone. Yep. And one loss apiece for Oregon State, uh, North Carolina, and Florida. Mississippi State is undefeated. Arkansas and Texas Tech, of course, playing right now. So good. We could end up in the finals being an SEC final. Good. Shh. Could Mississippi State and Dude, uh, Arkansas. That yeah. is that is so bad mojo. You know that. No, it ain't. You know, there ain't nothing about mojo. It's all about 
playing the game and playing it correctly, yeah, and but then you win. Didn't Mississippi State beat us twice or something other? I, th- I think they I think, beat us uh, at least once. I know. I think they beat us down there. They they won two games. We won one. Yeah, yeah. South Carolina was the only team to beat us, I think, at home. Yes. Yeah, and you know how, what good that did them. <laughs> anyway, what can I say? There's a mojo right uh, there. <laughs> we, we're, I think the mojo's in the bats. We're out of time. But our, we got some bats on this team, I'll yep. tell you. Take a break. We'll come back. Five to nothing. Arkansas leads Texas Tech right now at the College World Series. All right, we move back here to Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics where they're celebrating today because uh, they're growing and uh, they are expanding here at their location on 12th Street. Been here since 1984. It's a long time. 1984. And the building we're in... uh, uh, Gary Horton was telling me was built in 1894. Wow. The guy who built the post office downtown built this house for he and his family. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm surprised they're letting them tear it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we might not want to huh? say too much about it. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's too late. <laughs> the front, of, Yeah, the front of the house, that third of it up there, tomorrow they're coming in and they're taking it all the way down, digging all the foundation out. And uh, they're making this into a state-of-the-art facility now. Good. It's amazing what they're doing. Uh, I was telling people about uh, about Gary uh, earlier in the show. A lot of people don't realize that Gary Horton uh, is a guy who's been instrumental in a lot of things for people who need artificial limbs. Mm-hmm. He built, with NASA in 2000, the articulating knee. Before then, everybody walked like Chester from Gunsmoke. Mm-hmm. You know, leg, the, leg. the leg would lock yeah, and when you wanted to walk. And then when you sat, you could undo it and it would bend and, and you could sit down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they didn't have an articulating where you're, you know, you could swing the leg forward, then it would lock and then come back and stuff. Gary's the guy who did, who put that all together. He's the guy who did that with NASA. It's good. Yeah, he's a pretty smart guy. I was just going to say, it takes someone with a whole lot of uh, ability to make something it's like pretty, that work. And, and I haven't talked to him about some. He's got like three or four uh, patented devices that that he's done. He's considered, uh, you know, one of those uh, guys that is a, a legend in in his field. And, you, you know, just a dude that. You just hang out with, uh, you know, at, uh, Colton's or something on a Friday night, and mm-hmm. this guy's chasing people's lives. Yep. He's an amazing guy. He really is. A lot yep. of fun to sit down and talking about. And Hortons has been a big supporter of the Dave Ellswick Show uh, since 2002. I've been advertising Hortons uh, here on my radio show. So, you know, that's pretty good. A 16 long years. That's a long time. I told, I told Gary we laughed a little bit about it. We, uh, I had him. Pre-Obama, Obama, and now post-Obama. <laughs> we didn't know if we were going to live through the Obama time, but we did. Yeah. So we've gotten on the other side of that, so it's good. All right, so Joe and, uh, of course, Duck are here. If you got a car question, 823-0965, 823-0965. Feel free to just call in. Uh, tell Zach you want to talk to the crew, and uh, we'll get you on to, to talk to him. Uh, Zach, just so you know, I've got my clock up on my phone. I do, though. i got a drop-down on it. So if you text me, I'll see the names as they, as they fall down on the front of the phone. Okay. Cool. It, doesn't stay, it doesn't stay on for very long, but I'll, 
If I see it turn white, I know what it means. So we'll do that. We've got tickets to give away for the I-30 Speedway. We've got another four-pack of those this half hour and another four-pack after that in the last half hour of uh, this hour uh, for you. Uh, this is for the bumper-to-bumper I-30 Speedway night. Yeah, Saturday night. Yeah, on Saturday yeah. night you get to go out and, and have some fun watching guys rub paint. And fenders. Yeah. Yep. And Probably and talk to themselves with hand language. Yeah, they will see some of them pointing, and, <laughs> and uh, you'll probably see some of them uh, take their helmets off and get mad, and, and it's a good time. Like I said, you can sit on the front grandstand, sit down in the lower section, far right, before the race starts, and when it's over, you'll be covered with mud. All you need is to put a few dollars up for somebody to win or lose. Yep. And things get competitive all of real a sudden. Real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they get competitive. Yeah, real quick. So, Joe, I had a customer come in yesterday. Yeah. She got a 09, no, 010 Chevrolet 2500. She said, I don't know what's wrong with check engine lights on. Mm-hmm. So this, I told her it'd be the day before I can get to her. So Tim scanned it this at, right after lunch. He scanned it, and, and it had a code in it for open circuit to the back temperature sensor on the exhaust. Mm-hmm. So Tim says, what do you want me to do? I said, I don't, if it needs a sensor, just tell me and I'll get you a sensor. So he goes up under it. He comes out with his phone in his hand. I said, what are you doing? He said, I want to show you some pictures. Uh-uh. <laughs> she had laid a ratchet strap up against the back of the window. Mm-hmm. It had fell down and got around the drive shaft, and it was going in a circle around the drive shaft. And that's what would grab them wires and tore the, it loose. The hook grabbed the wires and tore it loose. Not mm-hmm. only that, she said, my fuel gauge don't work no more. Snatched them loose, too. Yeah, and so mm-hmm. I called her, and I said, uh, have you had a back glass put in this truck in the last? Yes, I had one put in it Monday. said, I knocked it out Sunday. I said, well, the ratchet strap may have caused this. She said, how do you know? I said, because piece of it's still going around on the drive shaft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she just died laughing. Wow. <laughs> she said her husband had laid it up there. They, they got a fifth-wheel camper, and, and he had laid it up there, you know, on top of the ridge, and it had, right. the hook had fell down, and. Got hung up. Got wow. She's very lucky, actually, because, I mean, a lot of times you, you can do real serious damage with yes, this. Yes, you on drive shaft. You know, it. if that hook would have caught the fuel lines or something, oh, yeah. it tore them all the way out from under it, you know. Yep. So Tim fixed it, and I called her, and I said, hey, it's sitting out of here. Jenny, once it gets through, you can have it. She said, how much is this dumb mistake going to cost me? <laughs> I said, oh, a couple of hours labor. Time I get them off, heat shrink back, you know, soldered and heat shrink. She said, yeah. I'm making my husband pay that. I ain't paying it. <laughs> she said, he, but it, it knocked the back window out of it. Really? Yeah. That strap did. When well, it, the ratchet part. Pulled yeah. the ratchet pulled part it down, down through there. It hit the glass. It okay. hit the glass. And you can see where it went down and bent the back of the cab and bent the front of the bed where it sucked mm-hmm. that ratchet strap down in there. Oh, yeah. my gosh. And the ratchet strap, was it, that's, it was still sitting there just swinging around. In its, it should have had a bad vibration to it, but... <laughs> How many have we seen duck on trailers that people use the ratchet straps and tie their load down and then they don't retain the end of it? Yep. If it's in front of the wheels, the wind gets to flopping and gets down on the ground and the trailer tires Runs will over. grab that strap and it will take it plumb off that trailer. Yep. Strip it's it exiting off. the trailer. Yep. And it actually will it'll it'll destroy a trailer if it's oh, a big yeah. enough ratchet strap. Yeah, I can only believe that it would do that. One of them three-inch ratchet straps. It, it'll lock the wheels up, up, and it, it's a it's a major thing. So you know, remembering where you put them and putting them up properly and is tie important. The ends up. You bet you. But she was just. She said they had went somewhere and they had the barbecue grill up in the back of the truck and they had it ratchet strapped, strapped on there. Yeah. 
you know, they had the fifth wheel trailer they got. Mm-hmm. And she said he just laid it up there on top, forgot all about it. And, yeah. And they were down at the lake when this all happened. Well, I think actually they're lucky. Back glass and oh yeah, a little bit of wiring tore loose. Very lucky. Yep. Because I mean, it, it could have tore up a bunch of stuff. I mean, it could have it could have sure. yanked the fuel lines off the frame rail. Oh, yeah. Or anything, you know, it could have tore yeah, up. It could have got hung enough to warp that drive shaft. That drive shaft is probably six, seven hundred dollars. Yeah, it's all aluminum, yeah. you know, one piece of aluminum drive shaft. So. Which means that it's not the strongest thing that's on no. your car. No. But nobody local can build an aluminum drive no. shaft. No, you had to buy a drive shaft. You got to order it. Yeah. From but the she, probably from the manufacturer. Or used one from out there at RDs or yeah, something. Yeah. You know? Get it from RD. Yeah. But she but, just she just laughed real big and she said. I'm making my husband pay this. Well, good for her that she could laugh at it. I want to tell her, yeah, it's coming out of the same pocketbook, so what difference? Yeah, 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 he don't care. She gets to rub it in a little bit, and that's okay, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Most oh, women are like that, aren't they? If they see you oh, do anything yeah. wrong, they never let you forget it. You've seen, oh, yeah. you seen that women are vindictive? Very much. <laughs> I Send all of your messages to Joe's Garage. No. I'm not Dave involved said, uh, in it. Dave just sent them to Dave Ellswick. You find him on Twitter. Yeah, Facebook, you find me everywhere. everywhere. That's for sure. I'm I'm an easy he'll, target. He'll accept those messages. We I'm went up to target. my cabin. Mow, I had to go mow the grass. It was about yeah, three foot tall. I ain't been up there in a couple of months. And we started up there, and I had my zero turn behind me. She said, you do got that strapped in, don't you? I said, yeah, I got it strapped in. I got one strap on it. And we're going all the way to Hardy like it. It ain't going nowhere. It's got a tailgate on it. It can't fall out. There you go. The truck turns bottom side up. It don't matter. We don't need it anyway. <laughs> That's yeah. fine. Been there and done that. But chiggers, yeah. man, I got chiggers. Oh, oh I hate I, chiggers. Mosquito bites are bad, but oh, chiggers are the worst. Yeah, and I got probably 300. Oh, man. Oh, well, well you get, when you get grass that high, that... You know, and when I was on that zero turn and it when it was a little bit damp and it was blowing oh, around my ankles, I done scratched all the hide off them, the back of my legs, uh, around my belt, up, got them up on my arms. Now you know what's going to be happening. I'm going to be itching by the end of this. You can hour. have some. I sell them. No, to you. I don't need any more. Me, for the price of one. I don't want me, any. Let me tell you, my old grandma's fixed for that. What? And it guaranteed to work. I've tried a little of everything. Amputate his legs. <laughs> need to get no. Get a tree to fry you some bacon. Let the grease cool. Take you a hot bath. Put that bacon grease in it. Kill every one of them. Really? Guaranteed. Oh, I still got them. I'll try it tonight. I promise you. So that tells you why you shouldn't eat bacon. Well, I... <laughs> I so, mean, yes, my, my mother well, always used Vicks Vapor Rub. Oil in the water gets on there, and, and they can't breathe, so they pull out. That's what happens. Yeah, my, right. my mother always used Vicks Vapor Rub. She put that Vicks on you. You'd smell like Vicks all night long. But well, hey, that's all right if you not stop. You stop itching. That's oh, that's a small, Teresa, small <laughs> price to pay. Teresa woke me. I did this Friday at Friday at about ten o'clock Friday morning, and I went up on the back porch, pulled all my clothes off, walked in the house. She said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm going to take me a shower, get get this stuff off of me." But yeah, it didn't do no good. They still eat me up. Yeah, that'll do it. Well, anytime. That's why you you got to mow your yard consistently and keep it short. If I you usually do, do you get but rid of them. Things with the car show and everything going on, I just got busy and forgot about it. And now you're paying for doing good. Out yes. of sight, out of mind. That's what. Yes. 150 miles from your house. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, it's 150. Yeah. 153, be exact, mm-hmm. from my front door to its front door. How often, when you go up to Hardy, do you stop there in Ash Flats and eat at Meacham's? Pretty regular one. I love Meacham's. That's 
The last time I ate there, best best breakfast bar none. The last time I ate there, I like scrambled eggs. Yeah, and I like my scrambled eggs done. I don't. don't, Oh, you want them dry? Yeah, I I don't want them in runny. They brought them out there and they was bad runny, and I I I I went ahead and ate some of them, but I I don't like them runny. Just send them back. We would have fixed them. I know, but we was in a hurry. We was trying to go somewhere, so. I that, just ate that pretty that, that pretty lady who owns that place would have fried up those eggs perfect for you. Yep. She does a good job. The only place I know that's got a better or as good of a breakfast as they have at Meacham's is BJ's. Well, there's a little old place in downtown Benton called the Snake Box. The Snake Box. Snack Box. Oh, the Snack Box. Okay. It's a little. It it used to be a uh, a long time ago. It was a Waffle House deal. Well, okay. This, this lady bought it and reopened it. And she makes some fine breakfast, too. By the way, have you guys heard that Dixie Cafes, all the ones that closed, that IHOP is moving into them? Mm-mm. They're doing it in Cabot, and they, I, I was talking to the person there, and they said, yeah, they, they've been buying up all the Dixie Cafes. Well, the one in Benton, they was talking about a Mexican joint going in it. Okay. Mexican restaurant was. Well, they're starting to sell hamburgers, too. Yeah, I IHOP. <laughs> That's so stupid. That's so dumb. You're not known for hamburgers. You are known for breakfast. Well, I mean, I understand exactly. you want to expand your your clientele, but just keep it as IHOP and don't confuse yeah. people with IHOB. Yeah, I'm, I'm easy confused. Yeah, me too. Me too. Hey, by the way, I went and saw my cardiologist yesterday. I got big thumbs up since the last time I saw him a year ago. I've lost... According to him, 22 pounds. Now, I see it as I've lost 30 pounds, but I might have been a little lighter because it wasn't that far after my, my surgery and stuff. Blood pressure was perfect. My Everything was perfect, man. He was um, He says, I'll see you next year. Good. So Jordan gave me the thumbs up. If Dr. Jordan says you're, you're good, you're good. That's good. Because he's checking on you all the time. All right, 20 minutes after 4, you got a car question, 823 823- 0965, 823-0965. Uh, we've got tickets to give away. Let's do that now uh, for the next, uh, the fifth caller. Fifth caller, 823-0965, 823-0965. Fifth caller, four tickets to go to I-30 Speedway this Saturday night. Gates open at 5, races start at 7.30. It's bumper-to-bumper night at I-30 Speedway. Be the winner. Call now. Be the fifth caller on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, congratulations to Steve Sprill, who picks up four tickets to -to bumper-to-bumper night this Saturday out at the I-30 Speedway. Steve, how you doing, bro? Hey, man. I'm doing great, Dave. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So uh, you're out by Conway right now. You've already gotten off of work and made your way yeah. down the the I-40 Speedway, huh? Yes, I, I'm leaving towards Greenbrier, but uh, I work in Little Rock, so I was excited to win those tickets. I got number two caller while ago, and I was close, and I finally got through this time. So. Well, well, good. I'm glad that you won the tickets, and I hope that you enjoy yourself, Stevie. Uh, Joe and, and Duck wanted to talk to you, so I'll turn you over to them. Go ahead, guys. What kind of uh, vehicle do you drive? I, I, I listen to you guys. I drive a Nissan Maxima. Okay. What I, year I've is it? Also, I've got a 2001 GMC Chevrolet with the 496 in it also that I do my real work with. I drive this car back and forth to work uh, you yeah. know, for a gas saver. So. Yep, driving that far, you need something to save gas. You bet you. Yeah, Any trouble with Go ahead. 
I've I've actually got a little trouble since I got you guys online. I listen to you guys all the time, and I've okay. got a trouble. I've got some trouble with my cruise control switch. Sometimes it'll come on and the light will flash, and it won't let me set it. And I've gone. I've what little bit I've been online says it could be the switch on the pedal. Well, I don't think it's the switch on the pedal because I've done done the penny, the penny tricks and that didn't fix it. So I think it's uh, probably in the wiring, something in the actual steering wheel itself. So, well, you you got steering wheel controls there, and and how many miles is on this vehicle? It's got two hundred and nine thousand right now. Yeah, I think that most likely that it's going to be probably the clock spring underneath the steering wheel. They yeah. they get a little wear and tear on them, and right, that's and what I that's what I've seen online. Yeah. And I, you know, yeah. it's funny that at times I I get in this thing and I drive it every day, and I'll hit the switch just at times to see if it'll work. And I'm gonna tell you what, sometimes it'll work. <laughs> yes, yep. sir. If it makes good contact through there, you'll. It's, it's, you'll and it you'll seems get like it's on a real hot. It seems like when he does, it's on a real hot sunny day. So I'm figuring it's the limber and some of the wiring right there in the connection that's yeah, probably, probably just it. making whenever it's really hot. And then when it cools off, it kicks off. So. Yeah, you're you're probably so, good diagnosis there. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm figuring. So anyway, I listen right. to you guys every day, man. I appreciate everything y'all. Thank you. Y'all, all right. Everybody else with online. Well, y'all, give, you, y'all give y'all give some good inf- information and advice to folks. Uh, and I, pre- I can appreciate that. So. Well, you, you have a great night Saturday night with your friends, all right? I, I enjoy going over there, and I appreciate you guys. Y'all keep Thank up the work. Right. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Steve. Thank appreciate yeah. you. All right, we've got uh, about uh, 90 seconds here, and we got a break for news. at the bottom. It's already bottom of the hour, guys. Wow. They just brought they just brought out the heavy artillery. I got the, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at. Is yeah. that black label? That crown and uh, yeah. wild turkey 101. That's a big party here, Doug. Yeah, I'm looking at that uh, that crown. If the, I think that's yeah. black label. Looking at it, that's what I drink. I love that stuff. That stuff's good. Yeah, that's smooth. So real Joe, smooth. You know my old red Chevrolet parked on Sixty seconds. Truck. Yep. It laid down on me yesterday. Oh wow. no. <laughs> You'll have to fix that. You it know. Laid down. You? Yep. <clears throat> Motor laid down in it yesterday. It, just motor just died. Well, well four hundred thousand miles. No, five eighty-seven. Five eighty-seven. Congratulations. It laid down yesterday. He called me. He said, "Hey, I'm in North Little Rock." I said, "Oh, check oil light. Come on." He got out and checked it, and he said, "Ain't none on the stick." Uh oh. I said, "Well, put some in it." I said, "They've been using it." He said, "Yeah, it used about a quarter. You know, every couple of weeks." And I said, "Well, just stop and buy you some, put it in it, and come on home." He got home, checked. He put three quarts in it and got home, checked it, and it was still not on the stick. Uh-oh. So I went out there and looked, and it's got a ton of blow by. It's probably broke rings in it or yeah. busted a piston or something. Yeah. All right. But I can't complain. Got uh, got to take a break. It's 5-2 Hogs right now, and they're in the fifth inning. Texas Tech is at the plate. Let's uh, catch up with the news, and then we'll be back to see what else is going on. Back at Horton's Prosthetics in Orthodox. i got to tell you what. They're yeah, partying down, they are, Yeah, there's there's something there's a party going on around the corner there. I can't see what all's happening, but it looks Becca. It was a good deal. Becca just walked past. I've seen some stop. guy carrying carrying somebody else's leg when I'm, he went by. Yeah, and I'm yeah, I'm seeing all kinds of glasses <laughs> being carried around. They're having a good time here. They ain't stopping in the door though. Are no, they? they're not. They haven't brought I, us anything. I think they're going to start music, start dancing. And that guy needed that leg. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, we came up with some more tickets, so I've got three sets of four. So let's give away one set of that right now. All you need to do is be the fourth caller, 8230965. 8230965, fourth caller, 
four tickets uh, to head out for Bumper to Bumper Night uh, at I-30 Speedway this Saturday night. Starts at 5, gates open at 5, racing starts at 7.30. If you'd like the tickets, be the fourth caller right now, 823-0965. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hear from Zach here in a moment because phones are just going nuts for these tickets. People want the tickets. They're looking at you're looking around. Are you lost? Is that our is that our drink? <laughs> there you go. He's taking care of business going on right now. All right, so we're at uh, Hortons today. They're celebrating today because they are building a brand new facility. facility. It's a good looking place. Yeah, and it's really impressive. The the room that we came in over mm-hmm. here that everybody's gathered in right now. When that gets done, there is a area at the end that it's built over right now that allows Chris or Mike Horton, when they're fitting people with their orthotics, to walk down kind of like in an oil, in an oil change, you know, the pit yep. you guys go down in, that they can walk down and the people can walk past them and they can watch their knees as they go past to make sure their gait is correct. Yeah, and look up through the glass or the plexiglass. Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a, a whole new make sure concept that, for them. It's yeah. going to be a lot of fun for them. Sounds cool. Yeah, they're, 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 they've got a device downstairs. You've seen the 3D printers? Yeah. They have a 3D printer, and it's, uh, it's all been uh, set down and programmed that here, as soon as the uh, the material they're going to build uh, the prosthetics uh, prosthesis out of is strong enough, and they think that's going to be within the next six months. They won't have to make a form, sit down and sand it down, and all of that. It all be a done 3D by printer it. will print do, it. will print it all out perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's really amazing. I mean, like I said, I've been doing this with these folks for 16 years. It's amazing. Just in the last five years. You know what's happened here. Mm-hmm. It's pretty interesting working around these folks. Well, look Good at your, look at all your cars now, Dave. How much plastic I got on them? You know, a lot of that stuff is made by a printer like that when they start off with. You know, because you know, in another fifteen years, all cars have so much plastic that you know it'll be unreal. Remember, remember the old uh, vacuum forms we had when we were kids. Yep. You take and you put the piece of plastic on top of the shape. You'd close it down, it heat would heat it. up, and then it would suck the air yeah. out, and it would make the perfect form. Yeah. You know, that's old school compared to what they do now. Yeah. Well, look at the water bottles. You know, when they do them, there's this little round uh, uh, pellet they make that water bottle out of now. Well, so. Glenn Johnson's going to join us. Glenn, how are you today? Doing great. Hey, Glenn. Well, fantastic. We got four tickets for you. To the I-30 Speedway Saturday night, bumper-to-bumper night out there. Uh, where okay. do you live at, Glenn? I actually live up north McKinley. Okay, up in McKinley. Wow, you're just passing through the area? No, no, north McKinley, up on oh. Little Rock in the Heights. Oh, oh, okay, in the Heights, all right. Well, I'm trying to think. Same street radio become... station, though. Okay, well, you're close enough that you, we can just have these at the station and you can pick yeah. them up there tomorrow. Is that all right? That's fine. Okay. So you know where we're at in the in the tower there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Glad to waste, yeah. All right. Appreciate that. I'm going to turn you over to Joe and Duck. They're gonna they're gonna put you through an indoctrination here. <laughs> we just uh, <laughs> we just want to know what kind of vehicle you drive. Uh, Nissan. 
All right, Maxima, Altima, what? A little pickup. A little Nissan Titan? Uh, actually, Frontier. Frontier? Well, have you had any trouble with it? Good little old trucks. Yeah, I just turned 270,000 miles. Well, you're doing good then. That means you're taking care of it. That, that's what we was getting at. We always like to ask, and you know, uh, you enjoy I've, it. I've been I mean, looking at new ones, but the new ones don't seem to drive any better than this one does. So. <laughs> well, they cost a lot more too, don't they? <laughs> yeah. This yeah, was I'll a core oil ever. Every other oil change. That's about it. I you know? can't complain then. No, you can't. And, you know, you took good care of that, you know, to have that many miles and very little repairs on it. So you're doing a good job at that. And, yeah. And uh, if uh, if you price a new one, it'll probably scare you to death. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. It'll make you high. run. Yeah. All right. Well, you just stop by the station tomorrow. We're on the seventh floor. And okay. uh, just walk on in and tell them you got some tickets uh, for uh, I-30 Speedway. We'll have them up front for you. All right. All right, appreciate it, y'all. Good day. Thank you. All right, thank, thank you, you very man. much for playing. We appreciate that. We got another pair, uh, another four tickets to give away here in another four or five minutes. So keep listening. We'll keep giving them away until the top of the hour. So, Dave, you know, we went right before we went to break. I told you that my old red truck it finally yeah it died. But it's like I say, it's got five hundred and it had five hundred eighty-seven thousand when I looked at it. Have you figured out what it was that gave it up nah, to ghost? I'm sure it's just old age. I'm sure it happens to the best there. of us, huh? Well, I'm sure it busted a piston in it or something or other. It, uh, yeah. But, you know, I bought a used motor from R.D. He's going to deliver it tomorrow, and I'll put it back in there and put it back on the road. You know. Isn't it? I mean, just think about that, how amazing that is. Just buy, you know, you just buy your motor from R.D. over there from another car that, you know, got wrecked or whatever, and it works fine. And get yourself get yourself a good uh, setup as far as uh, – uh, a warranty, oh, you love that. Yeah, you like that? Uh-oh, Dave. There goes your diet. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, I, I called our day and I said, hey, look, I need a motor from a service truck. And he said, no problem. I got one. I just bought it from the auction. He's he, good about that. He said, that. I'll have it out tomorrow. And well, good. he said, I'll send it to my guy tomorrow. So I've got to gotta call him because he was supposed to have dropped off today making a delivery to Joe's a uh, a uh, – Rear wiper, wiper blade. Arm. Yeah, the arm actually yeah. broke, and that because the car washer you're using, they, <laughs> they uh, tore it off there. And uh, you yeah, they ain't and, replacing it, and I yeah. gotta have it. I'm, I'm, it's yeah. driving me crazy not having it back there. I I'm sure that I could do it because just one bolt. Mm-hmm. However, I started looking no. at it, and you, you see that little, you know, the little rubber hose thing. Mm-hmm. That's got me a little confounded, and I'm thinking if I screw up the end of it, I'm going to have to run a, a hose all the way from the front of the car to the back, and I'm not going to take well, the chance. Well, we go around the antenna, take up the slack, and run it underneath <laughs> the hood caliper, you know? Just run it across the top yeah, of it. Exactly. Yeah. I've seen something like that. But we, can zip, we can zip tie it to the yeah. rack on it, Dave. Yeah, believe it or not, it's only, it's only 20, hey. 20 bucks for that. Yeah. Hey, that's my foot doctor. Is yeah. that your foot doctor from yeah. uh, Conway? No. Is he from Conway? No, he's from... Uh, Arkansas especially. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's from there. Well, they all, you know, work with Horton, so yeah. a lot of the doctors yeah. will be here today. He, each one made that where to walk. He told me, I said, I'll make it where to walk, but you won't never run. Okay. I told him I ain't running anyway. You don't need to run. No. You like Walking's your wife to catch cool, you. Though, isn't it? Oh, yes. You like hey, your wife when she catches you. Hey, when you, when you ride on <laughs> on that little scooter for, for about 20 weeks. Yeah. And then walk oh, in a boot man. for two and a half years. Yeah, it's it's real wow. nice. I remember when that was happening. Man. Oh, oh, it's um, you've you've been in that boot 
more times than not. That's the last time I was over. He said he need to do surgery on it again. I told him, nope. Because the first thing you're going to say is, I got to wear this boot for 20 more weeks, and I ain't doing it. I don't, I don't want to do Can't take it. it anymore. And that you, thing, people don't realize how hot that thing gets, and it's heavy. Well, not only that. I mean, in the wintertime, the end of your toes freeze because they're sticking out, you know, and it's just, mm-hmm. it's just a pain. Well, they want to know, you want cake? Oh, boy, are you going to pass up on the cake? I'm going to pass on the cake. You didn't tell her you want another piece? You could have hid that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. All right, it's uh, we got about 14 minutes till top of the hour. Let's give away four more tickets. Sure. Out to the Speedway. I-30 Speedway today, we're feeling good. We're going to give away another couple pair of uh, tickets. So, uh, 823-0965, 823-0965. Uh, what number, guys? Number three. And if and whoever wins these, if you're close to Joe, I'll get them over to Joe tomorrow, and then you can pick them up. All right. If you're close to Duck, you go to Ducks. Yeah. yeah. If you are if you need to come by the station, we can do that. they'll get yeah. over to the station for you. All right. 823-0965, third caller, wins the tickets, uh, courtesy of the folks from Bumper to Bumper here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right. We are back here at the Dave Ellswick Show. We're at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. They are celebrating a brand new building that they're building. Kind of like, you know, somebody else who built a, a brand new building? It's amazing. Ortho, Arkansas. You seen that on 430? Yep. Or 630? Yeah. That thing's huge, and it's beautiful. Well, Arkansas Specialty Clinic, they're building a new one, too, that does. Yeah, they moved out. Over here and uh, the over there by Sears, right? Yeah, yeah well, they ain't moved out yet, but they're getting ready to. They'll be moving any time now. It's kind of interesting what they're doing over there. That's what that whole area. I've been kind of watching, wondering. They're rezoning it and everything. I don't know what exactly is going well, to happen. Over didn't there. somebody buy the Sears building or something? Other going to redo it or something? Yeah, they're. I'm from what I'm. I'm being able to figure out. It looks like they're going to build condos and stuff there, like they did up the road on mm-hmm. University. I think they're going to do this. The same thing, maybe have a yeah. another kind of anchor store yeah. to service the people there. That's the big th- thing right now, get, trying to get people to move back into the urban area. Well, they got all these shopping centers, and they got to renovate them because nobody wants to buy anything there, but they just have to live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah they can live, you know, live you there. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, 90% of people buy off the Internet now, you know. Sure. You, yeah. You, you guys, did you guys ever believe? That big J.C. Penny condo. That, did you ever believe that Sears would go out of business? No. Montgomery Ward. Same thing. Yeah. You know. But here's what amazes me about Sears is the short-sightedness of people. <laughs> Sears had it all figured out already. They had it set up so that you could go and order anything you wanted out of their catalog, deliver it anywhere in the United States. Yes. And couldn't see the writing on the wall when the Internet came? Yep. I mean, that was just a, a different way of doing the catalog. Yeah, and they've been doing it for hundreds of years. Yeah. I can remember my grandmother had a Sears catalog at her house, and it was it was always two inches thick. She ordered chickens from it. You know, she could order, she'd order anything from it. You know, you know what? I wish I'd been – I was a little bit older, and then I would have been young enough that you could buy a Thompson machine gun from the Sears catalog. Did you know you could buy a Thompson machine gun? Mm-mm. Yeah, at one time you could get that out of a Sears catalog, buy it, buy it right through the mail. That's why people who are always we talking. got Jordan on the radio, Dave. Oh, Jordan's waiting for us. Yes, All right, Zach, go ahead. Say All him right, to us. Jordan. Sorry about that. How you doing, Jordan? 
Hey, Dave, how are you? I'm doing Man great. Wonderful. How sorry, about you? Sorry that we that we forgot about you. We got <laughs> hey, talking no worries, about. No worries. Think about that. Used to be you could go to the you could go on the Sears catalog and buy a Thompson machine gun. Wow, that's yep. crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's really crazy. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to have one. Only available in Chicago, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if well, that's they, the case or they not. They had to keep the gangsters with something to do, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, so, that's where so we became Jordan, famous. What kind of vehicle do you drive, Jordan? Yeah. Um, I have a few. I have a Toyota Sienna. Um, I have a Toyota Corolla, and I also have a 1990 Eagle Talon TSI. So. Well. Yeah. How how have they service? I mean, have you had good luck with all of them? Any one of them better than the other one, or? Um, the Toyotas have pretty good reliability. Uh, you know, the the Corolla has the one ZZ motor, so it has the timing chain. Uh, yeah. It's pretty pretty reliable, and um, you know, besides the timing belt service on the Sienna, it's been pretty uh, pretty uh, fairly inexpensive to maintain that as well. Um, yeah. You know, the the Eagle Talon, of course, has the you know all wheel drive, and it's kind of a uh, notorious for issues uh, happening yes. because people, uh, you know, people have always kind of raced those cars and modded them out and all that kind of yeah. stuff. So. Um, but you know, I, I uh, have sir, I've actually uh, uh, brought in them uh, both my both my Toyotas to you guys a couple of times. So um, okay, but yeah, well, I appreciate so, that. Yeah, no worries. I appreciate you guys and all you do uh, for Arkansas Do you want well. to uh, come by the shop and pick those tickets up, or where do you want to? Where Where do you live at? Um, I'm over near Camac uh, Village area, so it may be okay. easier to come to the studio. I'm not sure. Okay, um, we'll have them in the studio for you then, okay? Okay. Yeah, thank you guys so much for doing that. I appreciate hey. it. Hey, Jordan. No problem. Enjoy yourself Saturday night. Yes, sir. Thank All right. you. you <laughs> thank you. As well. Thanks. I appreciate it. All right. We got uh, just a few minutes left. We've got six minutes. Should we go ahead and give away the last uh, four tickets we got? Mm-hmm. All right. First caller. I always wow. like to do this one. Get ready, Zach. Phone's going to blow up. <laughs> 8230965. Last four tickets package that we've got for today. First caller, 8230965. You get to go to the races on bumper to bumper on bumper to bumper night, Saturday night over at I 30 Speedway. Call right now. Okay, so while they're doing that and Zach's trying to handle it and wrangle it to the ground, mm-hmm. we'll can sit here and talk for a few minutes uh, that we got left together. Uh, you know, you were telling that uh, interesting story about the person losing the strap. The ratchet strap. That went around the drive. Ch- uh, you know, and Dave, what I mean, what's the chance of that thing wrapping around just enough and leaving about, it was about eight inches sticking off that drive shaft? flinging around in a circle. I mean, when you're thinking about it went down like that, you would think it would have wrapped all the way around it and, yeah, and found a spot that could have stopped things from going around. <laughs> but, you know, it's just kind of amazing. You know, and I guess, you know, what what I can figure out when it grabbed it, when it grabbed it around the drive shaft, that's when it pulled it down. Yeah. And that's when it busted the back window out of, out of the mm-hmm. truck, you know, and, and you can see where it went right down all the way down, and, and the, you would uh, you would have thought that the guy that installed I would think the would glass see that. would have looked underneath that to see what got drugged down through there. You know, I, they thought that a rock had come up and you know off up off the camp or something yeah. else knocked it out. And then when I called her and told her, she said, uh, she said, I said, did, did you lose a ratchet strap? She said, yeah. <laughs> she said, we know where it went. I said, I got <laughs> it in my hand. What's left of it? She said. Well, where did you find it at? I said, it's wrapped around the driveline. How many trucks and cars have we seen come in, Doug? 
and, and this is just we're we're moving off of the uh, ratchet strap around the drive shaft. Yeah. How many of you seen with with plastic bags wrapped up around the drive shaft with the pinion seal beat out of it and yep. beat up? Fishing twine. That's it. You'd be amazing what rope. fishing twine to do. Yeah. Or a rope or yes. a grass rope real bad because mm-hmm. it just stretch and stretch and stretch until it finally and it just eats the seal out of it. Yep. I had a lady come in one time and wrap around a dry shaft a plastic Walmart sack. Yeah, that's what I've had. And she said something wrong with my, my vehicle is about to fall all apart. When all right. Come in with the converters with the bags melted yep. on them stinking real bad. I'm going to jump in right now. Sure. We finally broke up the stag party. All right. We got a uh, lady. <laughs> yes. Robin Kerwin. Is from Little Rock, and she's won one of our uh, packs of tickets to go to the I-30 Speedway. Okay. Hey, Robin, how are you? I'm doing great. I can't believe I won. I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, that and that's the toughest one to win when I say first, first caller. caller. Yeah, That's a tough one to win, to be honest with you. So congratulations on, on that. Phone. Yeah, did you have, do you have like re, quick redial or something? <laughs> no, I actually just turned over to you guys because I like to listen to you on Wednesday, and I heard first call, and I was like, okay, sure, you know, right. and I just, bam, so I'm so excited. Button. Well, congratulations, yeah. you and three of your friends get to go. Uh, where do you want to pick your tickets up? You can. Where do you live in the Little Rock area? Um, I actually live off of uh, Colonel Glenn. Off of Colonel in that Glenn. area. Sure you probably don't. Can, yeah, it probably is. You just come to Benton to me. Yeah. Instead okay. of coming back into Little Rock. Yeah. Yeah, just come down, uh, go see Duck. Uh, yeah. Tell her how to get there, Duck. So she'll My know. address is 1511 Airlane Drive, Benton. If you can Airlane Google it, then just, and I have them late. I have my, my daughter in law will have them in envelope for you. All right, great. Yeah, you um, know where all the, the, the softball fields and stuff are at out there? Yes. That's where he's at. I'm right down at the, on the end of it, down there where we turn to go back into the, the baseball fields. Okay. When's the race? Is it this weekend? This, this Saturday. weekend, Saturday night, 5 o'clock, the oh, gates cool. open, 7.30, they'll drop the flag. All right. Sounds great. I can actually hear the speedway from my house. All right. Well, you have you're a great close. time. You'll, you'll be hearing it a little louder this weekend then. Question. All right. Yes. Before you run off, what, what kind of car do you have? Uh, 2014 Ford Taurus. All right. If you had uh, any needed any repair work, is it servicing you good or have any trouble with it? No, I haven't yet. Knock on wood. Well, good. Uh, well, we don't want to jinx it. We just <laughs> we always ask what you drive and just, you know, visit about it a little bit. So, you know, if you're having good service with it, that's great. We're happy to yes, hear that. Yes, I am. Thank you. All right. Robin, we got to let you go. We're out of time. Thanks so much for playing. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye now. All right. We're out of time, Duck. And uh, Joe, coming up after the news, top of the hour, Congressman French Hill will join us from D.C. What's going on with immigration? That's coming next on the Dave Ellswick Show. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's go to Washington, D.C. We understand waiting on the line for us. Congressman French Hill uh, joins us. Uh, Congressman, how are things going in uh, Washington, D.C.? Is Everybody happy with what the president has done today? Dave, good afternoon. I think, yes, uh, the people were pleased the president signed an executive order dealing with families, and they were pleased that he came to Capitol Hill last night and gave specific direction of trying to get a bill out of Congress that has his four pillars 
for immigration reform, which just partially, you and I have talked about this for years, partially fix some of the things that are so broken about the immigration system. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is broken. You, you guys are dealing with things that are f- flying off in every direction and you've got one party won't do anything. It's just it's that part, you know, borders on, you know, malpractice when people won't step up, recognize that we've had these problems for decades and won't sit down to constructively work on them. That's what really <clears throat> shocked me in January when when Chuck Schumer in the U.S. Senate basically told uh, President Trump, no, I'm not interested in an equitable solution for Dreamers, fully funded border security, uniform people, fencing, wall, technology, radios, judges, adjudication, an end to the diversity lottery system, and then uh, something that a lot of people support, which is moving away from just broad family unification to a merit-based system. This is what the president laid out there in January. And uh, we got no support in the Senate, and we've had really no help actually in the House. So we're we're working very hard to have a bill that supports those four pillars, plus fixes this controversial uh, family issue uh, on the border, which is not a new issue. This is yeah, an issue that's that the plagued big thing. the Obama administration, and to some degree plagued uh, the Bush administration. Yeah, that's a you know this is a good time to bring up this question. The media have been complicit in passing out erroneous information about this president. They've made this sound like this is his whole deal. It's his fault when that's not the case at all. No, I mean, I think this is important. I know, you, you know you've, you've come to Washington every year, and we talk about immigration. It's an area that you have a lot of interest in and information about and, and support of getting it right. And I can remember vividly in that 2013 to 2016 period, before really the Bush, I mean the uh, Trump administration, there were 90,000 children uh, trapped at the border during the Obama administration put into essentially what you'd say is foster care Mm -hmm. in that period to comply with the law. And it, it had many, many bad outcomes, Dave. I mean, human trafficking, kids forced into forced labor. Uh, prostitution, and these were with supposed, in some instances, supposedly family members. Right, right. So where where do we stand now? I mean, uh, for instance, we had read the article today, a news report that Little Rock Air Force Base was looking as a place to bring kids to. Now that the president has done what he's done, is that still a possibility or is everything just so jumbled up right now? There's really no telling what's going to happen. Well, I think it's. Uh, I think your descriptor is probably right, as it's jumbled up. But I, we've we've heard that the Department of Human Services is considering a number of expanded sites in the Southwest for housing uh, immigrants awaiting judification. I don't know if they're adults or kids or families, and that a couple of sites. Are possibilities in Arkansas, one of which might be Little Rock Air Force Base, but we don't really know more than that, and uh, we just have to wait, wait and see what the recommendations are. Congressman, is anything really can it can it be done before November? I mean, seriously, any kind of serious uh, legislation is it going to get done before November, or are the Democrats going to use this as some way of trying to beat? Uh, the president and the and the Republicans over the head. 
Well, if you take the history in the last few years, you can't be optimistic. And if you take what's happened in the last year since President Trump's been in office, it's hard to be optimistic. But I will tell you, there are some core initial steps we can take towards a better immigration system that has a real border security feature to it, number one. And number two, makes better use of of who comes into this country legally every year. And I think President Trump's made this a priority. He's pushed it. He's worked it. Um, And so we will have a shot this week, I think, at a possible solution. And then, of course, even if we're able to get something passed here in the House, it's got to go to the the Senate. And Mitch McConnell says, look, if the House can pass a bill, and it's a bill that Donald Trump will sign into law, I'll put some effort into it. Right. But I tried, I, the Senate, tried this spring to find a solution to this puzzle. And as you know, they failed. They weren't able to do it. They weren't able to find a consensus bill that could get get votes. You know, when the American people watch Washington get get go around and around in circles like this, they start losing, uh, you know, focus and hope in, in our form of governance. I mean, it seems like to me when you got this many people involved in something on our border, surely people understand something has got to be done and politics has to stop. But uh, the left just doesn't, they just don't see it that way. They see every, every problem as a way for them to win brownie points uh, with somebody out there uh, that's going to the polls. Well, you have a group that wants uh, completely open borders, and you want a group that is loyal to the American tradition of uh, a constitutional obligation that we have, which is a common rule of naturalization. That's in the Constitution. That's a congressional obligation that we have, so that we have a nation of laws and that we have a wonderful ability to welcome people Uh, to this country every year to live and work and to be reunited for their career or with a a relative. We understand that, and we have that obligation. And what has been put on the table is an equitable solution for uh, DREAMers uh, and the border security that has been desired since Bill Clinton was in office. Yes. Which is a real functioning border. At the port of entry, I believe they work quite well, whether you're in San Diego or Laredo, Texas. But in those non-port of entry areas, and I've been down there four times uh, and have talked to everybody uh, about it, state policemen, county judges, county sheriffs, immigration lawyers, consulates, uh, the border patrol agents. I've spent hours down there on this puzzle. And there's a solution right in front of us, which is this border security piece. The president supports a solution for dreamers. The president supports and then getting shifting this uh, immigration system away from the logjam that it is today by getting rid of the diversity lottery system and moving to this more merit based system. Uh, But, hey, we'll still be talking about this issue because there's 20 other things that we need to do, like (laughs) E-Verify. Yeah. I have a reasonable ag program that I can support. You know, that's not in this bill. We don't take care of our ag industries like I think we probably should. We don't have E-Verify in here, which a lot of people in the country support. Yep. Um, so we, you and I will not be off the hook 
talking about immigration and the border. But this is a great first step if we could get consensus on it. Well, we'll be we'll be talking about it for sure in September because Hold Their Feet to the Fire is meeting right. again in September, and I'll be there. I just made my plane reservations today for that, so I'll be coming to Washington D.C. for that. And we hope to see you there while it go while it goes on. Last question for you, Congressman, and I'll let you go with uh, with the speaker saying that you know he's basically done wanting to be speaker, and there's going to be you know a new speaker coming. Does that does that hinder you guys a little bit on on legislation? You know, I don't think so. And I'll, I'll tell you for two reasons. Uh, it is an election year. I think that hinders us a little bit on legislation on what can pass the House and the Senate. But we have a new Appropriations Committee chairman in the Senate, Dick Shelby from Alabama, and he's on fire. We may actually pass a majority of the spending bills in this Congress in the House and in the Senate and Senator President Trump by the 1st of October. Mm-hmm. He is working hard. So we've got that as a top priority, a farm bill as a top priority, and trying to get uh, something done to uh, have uh, a humane treatment at the border for our families, but also get this border security thing squared away. So people are working hard. I think it's not. I think it's less about uh, the speaker, Dave, and more about the number of days between now and the fall elections. Uh, but people are working hard uh, on this legislative agenda, and, and President Trump is, too. That's why he's gotten the tax cut. He's gotten these regulatory reforms. He's gotten VA accountability passed. He's gotten FAA reform passed. And now he's fighting to get a, a good farm bill and try to get this immigration legislation. Well, Congressman, we appreciate your time. We know that, uh, you know, it's after 6 o'clock there in Washington, D.C., uh, go get some rest and uh, rejoin the fight tomorrow morning. You bet. Thanks for the call and look forward to seeing you in person. All right. We'll see you then. Have a great one. Uh, of course, Congressman French Hill here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Always a pleasure to talk to him. It's a real mess in D.C. I mean, it's a real mess dealing with this whole immigration thing. And I'm still just beyond being pissed off with the media trying to make it look like this is Trump's whole, whole uh, mistake. that He's the one who caused all this. When Obama had 90,000-plus kids locked up here back in, uh, oh, I don't know what it was, 06 to 09, or maybe, yeah, that's about right, sometime in that, in that kind of area, and they act like it didn't even happen. They don't even report on it. You go around, you can find the pictures. You might want to take a look at your illustrious former president who didn't do crap, all right? It's the Dave Ellswick Show. Take a break. And then uh, Mike Horton's going to join me. And he might say something besides crap. I don't know. It's coming up on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, we're at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. They are moving up. By that, I mean that they are taking the uh, business that they've had here on 12th Street since 1984 and they're bringing it into the 21st century. And they're doing amazing amounts of work around the patients and everything. It's really uh, kind of fun to have watched of what they've been doing, knowing I've been involved with this family and their business for years now. And it's you guys have really put it together, Mike. And I was talking to your dad today and I said, you got to be really proud of your kids. And he said, absolutely. He says, to be honest, Dave, if I had if it had just been me, I probably would have sold the business and retired now. But they want to do so much more. And you guys are really getting it done. I mean, you got five other locations now 
uh, just from, uh, you know, the last few years. It hasn't been long that you've added these new satellites. Yeah, the growth's been amazing. It's uh, Sometimes it's you have to wrap your head around, you know, what all is involved and, and all the logistics of it uh, expanding, but yet keeping your hands in it and, and the practice running, you know, the way we want it to run. So that's now, that's now if did I hear it correct? And it wasn't from your dad. It was from another member of your family. <laughs> since there's only one other member of your family that it could have been, you can figure out who it was, but said that Chris has been a main integral part of, of pressing this. Is that true? Yeah, Chris, uh, my philosophy growing up, I, when, when I started the, managed care, all that kind of stuff, it was a lot more simple. You know, basically a, pres- a prescription was written by a physician. You know, you need a prosthesis or you need a brace. You went and you came to a facility like Horton's, and most insurances covered it. And it was not m- much more difficult than that, really. Yeah, right. And so as business grew and my dad became less and less of a practitioner, which is what he was trained to do, and became more and more as a businessman, and then throughout the 90s and then into the 2000s, you know, I saw the stress and the management of the business and looking at accounts payable and accounts receivables and dealing with insurances. I, I grew up being a practitioner. That's what I went to school to do. Yeah. And, and I saw that stress weigh on my dad, and I, I had no interest in that whatsoever. I want to I be a prosthetist. My uncle, my dad's brother, um, is an accountant, and he runs banks. Right. He makes a lot of money, and uh, he, it seemed like he had a lot less stress, and he wasn't dealing with third-party pairs. So anyway, long story <laughs> short, to answer your question, my brother loves managing the business, fighting the insurances, you know, doing HR stuff. He's a great practitioner, too. He has that love. But I think that's where our balance is, and I think that's where my brother and I, that's where we work really well, and including my sister. My sister does a lot of the billing, that kind of stuff. So, she, you know, we have basically three departments. We have the billing. We have the manufacturing and the business part of it, which my brother does. And then I'm, I guess maybe more of the prosthetic clinical specialist, but all three of us do all three jobs and we wear all three hats, but we all kind of emphasize one area and it's taken a lot of stress off our father, obviously. Now, let me ask a question I asked Chris, and that was when you all decided that you were going to change this uh, business uh, from where has been since 1984 mm-hmm. and you were going to upgrade your facility most people would tear it all to the ground and start from the beginning again you guys decided not to do that what was the discussions that went on about that well initially uh when dad built in that in 84 he had bought this lot and this old house was on it and so you know he had already met with a contractor and an architect and they had a normal office building drawn up but when the architect and the contractor got here and saw the old building um they really uh emphasized to my dad we you know we should renovate this so through that process they did that well the building was built in the 1890s and it's finally just at the point we can't it just costs too much to maintain it it's hot in the summer it's cold in the winter and you know all the other issues that go along with that so these other two buildings are you know they're 20 years old they're not that bad of shape one's 30 years old so a little bit of renovation not a big deal and that was going to be obviously much cheaper than trying to go out and duplicate this amount of square footage anywhere else and we're in a great location honestly um you know i know being here on 12th street we're literally right in the middle we're halfway between 
Children's Hospital, Baptist. Um, you know, we're basically across the street from UAMS and St. Vincent. So right. for us, it's just there's really not a better location. All right. Last thing that mm-hmm. I heard from uh, Tanya is that I asked, well, what are the places you're going to? And she said the same thing Chris said, wherever the doctors want us. That's right. Wherever we see a need, we're, we're growing, we're expanding. And, again, that goes back to Chris. That was my point a while ago. I wanted to go smaller. I didn't want to. <laughs> I didn't want the stress of a business. I wanted I'm to deal with, with patients. But I told my brother, I said, if this is what you want to do, I'll do it with you. And, um, you know, I just want to, I want to keep our quality the same. And, and we all feel that same. Well, way. that's the way you've always been. Yep. You've been a person that's a people person. And you've made sure that this business has stayed that way. Yep. I agree. And that's, that's what we want. That's, that's, that's who we are. All right. Well, we'll be looking forward to having you back on the show a lot more here in the near future. Uh, it, for me, it's, uh, it's an honor to, to represent your all's business. It really well, is. Well, we appreciate it. Thank you. All right. I'll let you get back to hanging out with the people. Oh, here's Chris. You got Uh-oh. Crown Black. Is that what you got going now? No. <laughs> so we might have. We're going to take a break and come back. Uh, Razorbacks are up. Eight, or pardon me, six to two. Six to the top of the eighth. In the top of the eighth with a couple of outs now for Texas Tech. So hopefully uh, they'll win today, win another one uh, later on this week, and go to the College World Series championship round. S- seven to Razorbacks. All right, seven, seven to two. two now. Awesome. I've just been uh, go seven Hogs. two. Hogs are winning. I sure like to see Dave Van Horn get a national championship under his belt. He deserves it. He's been doing it for a long time. By the way, Calbert's, uh, Cal- Cabot's head coach, Malheim, is retiring after this year as the Cabot High School coach, 38 years as the football coach at Cabot. All right, take a break. Got news, then we'll come back. Carrie's with us. Got some guns to sell. All right, back with you here at Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. We have closed the door because the party is getting wild out there. Man, it's packed. I saw somebody walk by with a lampshade. I knew it was time for me to shut the door. <laughs> I don't, getting, getting I don't know what's crazy in the there. solo cups, yeah, but they're I, having a good time. I saw them breaking out some some uh, crown black. <laughs> so I can tell you probably what's in some of the cups. But the bottom line is they're having a good time here <laughs> at Horton's. Everybody's celebrating because they're getting ready to tear down the old building. You heard Mike just a moment ago. Built in the late 1800s. And that part of the uh, building will be demolished tomorrow, and then a state-of-the-art facility will be erected in its place. So it couldn't happen, as far as I'm concerned, to a better company than Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. These folks, have I've been working with them since 2002 for 16 years, and I I don't know too many uh, better families than the Hortons. Good, Good people. I'll just tell you, good people. Good people also. Carrie Murphy's here. Good to have you here, Carrie. How are you doing, man? Man, doing good. Doing how long good. How long did it take you to get over your defeat a few weeks back? Oh, uh, Probably about three days, and I was full-time back into gun show mode. Yeah. So, um, you know, just folks, they needed to get out and vote, you know. Uh, being and they did, man. People have got to get out and vote. And um, even people with signs in my yard, you know, the yard and stuff, having to call them and beg them to go vote, and you I don't understand why, but it just wasn't a contentious uh, primary. We we were friendly, and uh, there wasn't a lot of people out there voting. I thought there'd be more get out and vote for the governor's race, you know. They didn't. No. And uh, that's when I just be honest, that's when I knew that there wasn't going to be a change in the person running for governor in the state of Arkansas 
when I saw the low turnout, you would expect a huge turnout if something big was going to and happen. I, and I worked really hard, and everybody will tell you that. And and there was people that just said, "Oh, I thought you were going to win." I went on vacation. I thought, "Well, you could have early God. voted." And they, you know, when you have twenty five, thirty people come up to you when you lose by a couple hundred votes, yeah. And 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 the next day, people are calling you saying they're sorry they didn't vote or they didn't get their family members to vote. You know, out of a family of six, only three voted. I'm like. I don't want to hear that anymore. Yeah, don't talk about it. But yeah. you've got to get out in November. I mean, yeah. we—if you don't get out in November, you're not going to make the changes uh, that's necessary, and you're not going to keep, you know, conservative in Arkansas. Yeah. So it's it's important to vote, and people paid the ultimate price for that. Right. All right. So coming up this Saturday and Sunday, people can come on out and uh, in Benton at the event center and uh, take a look at some guns and knives right oh yeah we're gonna it's packed house we sold out of vendors a month ago we've still got people on a waiting list wanting wow. to get in it's uh, i'm benton is always you've sold done out. you've done a fantastic job carrie of this i mean you've taken this and made it huge i mean yeah. really huge I, I i do it different than other gun shows it's not the same it's not uh, flea market stuff. We, we limit the non-gun and knife or outdoor-related stuff to, you know, about 5%. So if it's a 250-table show, you know, you're, you're, you're going to have about six, seven tables, and that's it. So we put boats and four-wheelers and trucks out front, and uh, we've got uh, the Riverside Catering going to be doing their trailer out there doing concessions, and, you know, they'll have catfish and all kinds of good food. And... You know, inside we give away door prizes, and we'll be giving away a rifle, a two-two-three, coming up on uh, Sunday. You don't have to be present to win, but we're going to give away knives and ammo and all kinds of stuff. We'll have great deals there. We've got a great variety of folks, whether you want optics for your rifle or you just want to trade something or you want to sell something. Uh, it's You can find it all there. Well, that's the big thing about your, your shows other than other shows that are in the area. Uh, you cover everything. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you talk about optics. I, I've seen tables upon tables of optics stuff. Oh, yeah. And when, when we do the show, it's not just throw it in there, everybody set up a table. We, we place knives separate from knives. We place optics and ammo separate from others. We don't have them side by side. I want it to be when you walk down every aisle, everywhere you turn, you're seeing a gun somewhere. No matter where you turn, left or right, there's going to be some guns, rifles, shotguns. You're going to see guns or knives. And uh, and that makes a difference. And uh, it's uh, you can find great deals, and a lot of people come in, enjoy. It's family friendly. Kids come in. You man, you see them buying knives. There's this one uh, young kid comes in, and he'll buy a knife off one guy for five or ten dollars, and then he'll go around and sell it to somebody else, or sell it to another dealer for fifteen. <laughs> and, and by the time he and he stays all day long, and by the time he leaves the show, he's up to almost you know he's up to two hundred dollars on something. You wow, know. make some money. He's an entrepreneur, you know, and he'll go and he'll buy something from somebody walking around with it, and he'll wheel and deal and his dad goes with him and takes him in it's fun to watch and uh but there's a lot of you know kids in there uh dads uh, it's a lot of family time um you know it's supposed to maybe rain on sunday but you know it's the father-son deal um but there's a lot of stuff for ladies concealed carry purses um you know the handguns we've got concealed carry classes we give away you get a lot of information uh you can also we have a 
every deer camp's got to smell good, so we got a Cincy can lady there. She sells Cincy, you know. And uh, this one gentleman, he has uh, uh, Jerry Neal has about sixteen tables of guns. Well, his wife sells two tables of jewelry, so good. They, they travel to all my shows. So there's always two tables of jewelry there. So for the ladies. And there's other things, you know, jellies, jams with cooking, you know, with uh, kitchen knives. We've actually got kitchen knives, too, for utensils and stuff. And um, honey, I mean, you know, you just find a little bit of everything. Here's the key. Who cares if it rains? It's inside. That's right. And it's convention center, carpeted, nice restaurant. Yeah, that's a nice place they built there. and, And I'll tell you right now, if the hogs are playing, we have big screen TVs, and we will have them down with the hogs on TV. So you're not going to miss the baseball game. Uh, you're going to get to see everybody playing. It'll be on silent, but you'll still get to see it. That's it. Don't need it. You don't need somebody telling you what's happening. You can watch what's That's happening. That's it. That's it. That's all you got to do. So, I mean, we've got a lot of great sponsors, you know, and um, uh, we're going to have the boats out front. Uh, and the Is that G3 so, boats? Yeah. Arkansas Marine? Yep. They're, they may be bringing some pontoons, but they're going to have a lot of G3s. Arkansas Marine's got great deals, and they sell boats there at our show every time. All right. I'm just looking at some. I mentioned some of your sponsors. They should be uh, people should be using them since they're uh, helping to supply and, and, and support Second Amendment. Jones Glass, mm-hmm. Big Jake's Tires. Uh, Larry C. Davis is a Republican running for treasurer. Yeah. He's Larry Davis in Saline County there. He's yeah. the treasurer and he's uh, he's a great guy. We need to get him. Keep him elected. He's running for re-election. And, and Western Sizzling. Yep. Got to love that. Elgin Elm uh, Western Sizzling. They always support us. Give coupons for the vendors to eat. And um, and Big Jake's always fixing our flats we have on trailers and stuff and helping <laughs> us out. <laughs> I can imagine. Keep us on the road. All right. Real quickly again. This is going to be Saturday and Sunday. June 23rd, 24th. On Saturday, they're open at 9, go to 5. Sunday, they open at 9, go to 4. Buy, sale, and trade. $10 admission. If you're 11 to 15, it's only 5, 10, and under. It's free. It's good for both days, by the way. $2 off active duty and retired military or police with an ID card. We'll come back, talk to Carrie a little bit more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. It's the Saline County Gun and Knife Show at the Benton Event Center. This weekend on Saturday and Sunday, again, those times, 9 to 5 on Saturday, 9 to 4 on Sunday. We'll finish up with the show when we come back here on uh, the Dave Ellswick Show live from Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics. Big truck ran off some in bank. All right, back with you. By the way, if you didn't know, when you go home tonight, uh, do not try to take the 34th, is it 430? 430-30 exit down there even, by towards uh, what is it that's down there by the bass pro, bass and pro. All that. but it even is 30, all backed 30 up 30 was backed up all the way from bass pro to guyer springs when i turned off university I it's mean, crazy it's, it's rex it's you got a good hour if you're if you're going west on 30 just eat somewhere else yeah and go, go later <laughs> go some other way i'm just that's telling what you, you take dinner on the road yeah that's yeah what go i was talking i, I thought it, at first when i heard it, i thought it was at 30 and 6.30, I went, oh, my God, that's going to be terrible there. You know, luckily, it's 4.30, and that's not much better, though, for the people who are going to Saline County. No, it all home jams from work. in. Yeah, yeah it's, all, it's all balled up there. So I don't know of any other way to get around it other than to go through it. Can't go stagecoach to Benton Bryant. Can't go uh, 30 slow. I mean, then you, you're stuck going around in uh, Alexander and Sardis and coming up that way. Well, and, uh, 
Well, thank, thankful to Kerry. He's, uh, he's uh, streaming the game out of Omaha right now. I'm watching him call the Hogs right now. Hogs are leading 7-2 to two in the uh, bottom of the ninth inning. They need three outs from Texas Tech, and they move on in the, uh, the winner's bracket. So the Hogs doing a great job 7-2 to two right now. Texas home team? Uh, bottom, yeah, yep. Texas home team. The last three bottom of Bottom of the ninth right now, and first pitch is wild. Anyway, uh, I, maybe I shouldn't be watching. Get wrapped up in ner- that Get nervous now. All right, so with that said, let's uh, remind you again, Sling County Gun and Knife Show uh, coming uh, to Benton uh, Event Center this weekend, Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 9 to 4, uh, Saturday and Sunday, uh, adults, it's $10 to get in. That's good for both days. If you have kids and they're 11 to 15, be $5 a piece. If they're 10 and under, they're free. Uh, and, again, this is good for both days. $2 off active duty and retired military or police with ID cards. And uh, they're going to have you know, buy, sell, and trade. So everything that uh, you could possibly want when it comes to you know, guns or ammo or scopes, uh, scopes and, you name uh, it, they'll have it for you. Cleaners, I mean, outdoor stuff, some survival-type gear. Uh, it's We've got it all. Ladies, uh, some jewelry. Yeah. You're have Sealed carry Sensi's can, uh, Sensi's uh, candles are going to be there. Yeah. And don't, you know, that if you're looking in the market for a handgun, the best time to go is to go to a gun show because you can see all the different styles and brands. Yep. You get to pick them up and put the grip in your hand. You know, feel how the weight is, how it feels when you hold it. And uh, it makes a lot better decision for you uh, when you want to buy it versus going to a counter and pulling out one at a time. And then you get, you know, you know you're taking this time up. And uh, But at the table, they're all laid out there. You can pick them all up. The people are very helpful. All of our vendors are very friendly. They'll, they'll let you know what's good and bad, uh, what might work for you better, whether it's a revolver. Uh, we're an automatic, and uh, you can, and even if you want to build an AR, we got people there with parts. You can build the ARs. You can get the lowers, the receivers. This, I mean, you can get the uh, uh, anything grips. I mean, special stocks. So we got everything you want can be at the show. So you know, how do you uh, handle all these uh, folks that like Dick Sporting Goods and stuff of that nature? That because of the shooting in Parkland. Well, now want to distance themselves from their core demographic. The uh, what what's happening is with all the news media that is out there, and they're just hammering, hammering, hammering anything with a gun. And then you have these these towns and cities that start trying to ban ARs and all that. So it's they're they're trying to make it out there mainstream, like it's a negative to have a gun, like you should be ashamed to even go look at one. And so these companies that are going out there and they think they're placating to folks and they're taking them off the shelves like dicks and stuff. Well, everybody that that hunts or fishes or sporting good, you know, they're not going there. All my friends that I know, they're not shopping at dicks. I don't go to dicks anymore. If you're going to take that uh, right away, which Second Amendment is not about hunting. No. And if you're going to take that off the shelf and you're going to placate to the left, and uh, the liberals out there and, and yelling, then I'm not going to do business with you. And, you know, I, they may feel the same way that they're losing liberal business if they have it in the show, in the store. But I, I'm telling you right now, 
if you're a sporting good place, more than likely, and you've grown up in Arkansas, I, I don't understand. I, I don't. I don't get the thought process of against the guns. It's not that doing the shooting. It's the person. You know, like we've talked before. When I went to school, I had a shotgun and a rifle in the back of my yep. truck in the in the you know windshield in the back windshield. And let me rack, tell you what, unlocked. I wasn't. I wasn't raised in rural anywhere. I was raised about thirty miles outside of Chicago. Okay, and we had. Our guns up in the we in the back think, of trucks. I don't know and stuff. anybody in high school that thought about shooting nope. other people. Now there was I'm not saying there wasn't accidental shootings when somebody was cleaning the gun and they had an accident and shoot you know, there was accidents, but not deliberate and you know it's the culture, it's the uh the people's change, they have no respect for life and um they're they're getting raised that way. And uh I you know, so it's not the gun, it's the it's the person and uh I think there's things that we can do to help. I think we need to harden schools. I think we need to have a mental, uh, you know, where you can have somebody, if you have a teenager that you feel like is having some issues, that you could take them to get some evaluation for free, you right. know, and, and try to stop that process early and help. And so I'm for that kind of stuff. But taking the guns off, you, you're losing my business. Well, and I, I would agree with that. And, and it's sad when you see it's businesses that for years – have made their money off of the very people now they're turning their backs on. Well, and it's not just uh, sporting good places that are no. doing that. You've got one or two people that might be in a board meeting, and they say, well, I just worry about, you know, what's, what are people going to look at? So they're going to think that we're child killers because we support guns or a gun show. And uh, that one person got that doubt. So the people might not think, oh, they're not going to take them in Arkansas, and they may not. But that stuff they're doing in other states is having an effect in Arkansas businesses. In Arkansas, I mean, it is because it's happened to me. Well, if it's happening uh, anywhere, it slowly makes its way across the country. It, so. it, it, it's always done it, and especially if it gets started out in California or whatever, for whatever reason, that it's like a disease and it starts affecting a lot of people that you would think never would. That's why you got to fight for it now. If you yeah. don't fight now, and one day you're going to look up, it's gone. All right. So come out to the gun show. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have boats and truck, all kinds of stuff out front. Uh, you can get inside and guns, knives, ammo. Uh, like I said, it's uh, 9 to 5 Saturday, 9 to 4 Sunday at the Benton Event Center. Uh, $10 admission, and that's good for both days, so that's like paying $5 a day. Plus, you're going to be eligible for all the door prizes. You could win a rifle, ammo, so it's uh, it's well worth it. And then, uh, of course, military and police are going to get a $2 discount. It's getting tense in Omaha. There's no out in the bottom of ninth, and two runs are in. It's 7-4 now. Uh, Razorbacks leading. Here comes Dave Van Horn out to the mound. Looks like he's going to make a change to pitchers. Had a couple of hits here just a moment ago, and I mean, baseball has always been a game of inches, and one was on the inside of the left field line, the other was on the inside of the right field line, well, just the way the ball bounces sometimes. So, I mean, they're uh, a good hitting team, Texas yeah. Tech. I mean, they were, they're, they've got some fire, so we've got to shut them down. we only we got to get three outs, and yeah. we'll be all right. There are no outs right now. No, but only one Man on, on first. So. Yeah. Okay, so it looks like he's leaving – the lefty end. Is it Cronin? I think is who he had in there. So I'm turning the phone over. 
I don't want to don't want to jinx them. I can't watch them anymore. Be, I'm jinxing them. I haven't watched them all afternoon. I I start well, watching. Start out, and, there we go. Just hit it. I'm sorry. That <laughs> all happens. Uh, I'm terrible, but I'm one of the most. When it comes to baseball, I'm one of the most superstitious people you will ever meet. I picked it up from playing the game and just it's, it's bad. Well, Carrie, good luck on uh, your gun and knife show. I know you'll have a great turnout. You'll be packed out. Oh, yeah. Thank we'll you always we'll have a good one. And uh, after this one, we go to uh, August the 4th and 5th. We go to Monticello. And then August the 18th, 19th is the Arkansas Gun and Cartridge Collector Show in Little Rock at the fairgrounds. And then September 15th and 16th, we're in Texarkana. And then October 6th, 7th, back in uh, Benton. And then in November, we've got a place to be determined. I think we're going to be over uh, October, late October, November in Arkadelphia. So. Okay. So you're going to have a... Going to have a big Christmas show before Christmas? Uh, I'm working on it, but I don't want to let the cat okay. out of the bag. I'm and working on You know me. I'm always asking questions. I, I'm working on a big <laughs> Christmas deal for outdoor special people. They can come by all the you know, moms and dads. Everything they need. For, yeah, big Christmas. One-stop Christmas. Yeah. A big outdoor Christmas. I day. like that. That's a good deal. All right, Carrie. Thanks for coming by. appreciate you driving in and being part of the Dave Ellswick Show. Tomorrow, the governor will be on with us at 2 o'clock. And I was asked today what I wanted to talk about. I said, the 800-pound gorilla, corruption, and what are we going to do about it? That'll be up in the first hour of the Dave Ellswick Show tomorrow. Don't miss it. I'll see you then. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.